0: Hi, my name is Chris Brennan and you're listening to The Astrology Podcast. In this episode, I've recorded a series of forecasts for 2021 for all 12 rising signs. While you can listen to them from the perspective of your Sun sign or your Moon sign, your Ascendant sign or rising sign is preferred because then it'll be more personal to you. Especially since I focus on a lot of transits of the outer planets through the 12 houses, Using the whole sign house system, which is very much tied in with your birth time and your full birth chart and your ascendant or rising sign. The purpose of this is to personalize some of the transits that we discussed in our full year ahead forecast for 2021 in episode 284 with Kelly and Austin. I also released video versions of these horoscopes on my YouTube channel that feature a heavy visual component but I also wanted to release this audio version for those of you who listen to the audio version of my podcast typically. You can check out the video versions of these horoscopes at youtube.com slash theastrologypodcast. In a moment, I'm going to read the timestamps for when the different rising signs start in this audio file, and then you can skip ahead to the sign or signs that are relevant to you. You can also find the timestamps on the astrologypodcast.com website. All right, so here are the timestamps. Aries begins at 2 minutes, Taurus begins at 16 minutes, 23 seconds, Gemini at 30 minutes, 8 seconds, Cancer at 45 minutes, 41 seconds, Leo at 1 hour, 2 minutes, 43 seconds, Virgo at 1 hour, 19 minutes, 31 seconds, Libra at 1 hour, 35 minutes, 19 seconds, Scorpio at 1 hour, 52 minutes, 33 seconds, Sagittarius at 2 hours, 10 minutes, 11 seconds, Capricorn at 2 hours, 26 minutes, 45 seconds, Aquarius at 2 hours, 43 minutes, 19 seconds, and Pisces at 2 hours, 59 minutes, 12 seconds. Hi, my name is Chris Brennan, and this is your horoscope for Aries rising for the entire year of 2021. So this horoscope is primarily for those with Aries rising, but you can also pay attention to it if you have your Sun or your Moon in Aries as well, although rising sign is preferred. All right, so let's jump right into it. So here is the planetary movements calendar for 2021 that shows where the planets will start at the beginning of the year and where they will end up in the signs of the zodiac by the end of the year. So this is a pretty big um, shift for you that's happening already. That's happened in December of 2020 going into January of 2021. And The two main things that I wanted to highlight is one, the shift of Saturn and Jupiter, which have left Capricorn in December of 2020 and moved into Aquarius for the entirety of the next year. So Jupiter will be transiting through Aquarius, which is your 11th house of friends and alliances and groups for the next year. And Saturn is actually beginning a three-year transit through that sign, so a much longer transit through the same 11th house of friends and groups and alliances. So, um, this is a shift on the one hand away from your 10th house of career, where Saturn had been transiting since December of 2017. And sometimes that can bring a lot more responsibility. It can be a much heavier uh, period for one's career and one's overall life direction, as well as things like one's reputation. It can also be a period in which you sometimes have setbacks or obstacles or difficulties that come up. Um, within the process of trying to achieve your career or um, just go about living your life in different ways and achieve your career goals. So, having Saturn move out of that sign after three years should kind of um, feel like a weight off of your shoulder and like freeing you up a little bit in terms of some of the transits of the next year not qu- being quite as heavy as the last year was, especially in 2020 when we had. So many planets clustering not just in Capricorn but also in Aries. So that's actually one of the major shifts that also happens right at the beginning of the year, which is uh, Mars finally departs from the sign of Aries, from your rising sign and from your first house, where it's been for about six months in the in the second half of 2020. So Mars is moving out of your first house, and it had this very long retrograde period and On the one hand, having Mars in your first house for that long can sometimes be a period in which you have more energy and you're more active in some ways. Um, And sometimes that can lead to having too much energy and being more irritable or getting in fights or having more of a hair-trigger than usual. So there can be downsides to it. The other part of that is that sometimes, since the first house represents the body and the physical vitality, sometimes having a first house transit like Mars through the first can indicate um, bodily upsets or sometimes injuries or other things like that. So if there's been any issues related to the body that came up during the course of that transit over the past six months in the second half of 2020, the good news that the transit is over right at the very beginning of the year when Mars moves into Taurus and into your second house. So, those are two of the major shifts is just a shift away from planets in Capricorn, your 10th house of career, and a shift of Mars away from your first house of body and character and uh, psyche and self. So, the 11th house shift back to that with Saturn and Jupiter going in there. Saturn can sometimes, as I said, bring obstacles or difficulties or setbacks. So, this may be the beginning of a long term period of testing out your friendships, uh, sometimes running into obstacles or challenges with friends, and in some instances perhaps um, winnowing down your friend group so that um, you may leave this transit with fewer friends than when you started. But the good news is that typically any friendships that do survive this transit will tend to be much more long-lasting and much more stable because you'll go through a period of kind of weeding out some of the ones that aren't working out as well for you. So that's part of a long-term transit, as I said, for three years. Um, During this first year, there's a nice bit of balance to it though, where Jupiter moving through Aquarius at the same time is typically a much more optimistic and growth-oriented period for friendships and groups and alliances. So it may be that you also form some friendships this year that become very significant and long-lasting for you in the long term, and perhaps even have some benefits from friends over the course of the next 12 months. So those are the two major ongoing uh, long-term transits that are going to be happening off and on for the entirety of this year that I wanted to mention. Additionally, I should mention um, Uranus is still transiting your second house in Taurus. Uh, Your second house is the house of finances and resources and possessions. And Uranus sometimes brings um, unexpected developments, uh, sudden upsets, Sometimes sudden movements, either upwards or downwards. This is a very long term transit because Uranus takes seven years to go through an entire sign. And it's only getting through about the first third of that at this point during the course of this year. But I needed to mention it because one, um, Uranus is going to be squaring Saturn off and on three different times this year. It'll go exact three times during the course of 2021. So, first in mid-February, then in mid-June, and then finally towards the end of December. So this could bring some tensions between your second house of finances, where there's some unexpected developments happening, and your 11th house of friends, where sometimes you're having some obstacles or setbacks or testing periods for the process of friendships or in terms of your friend groups and alliances. And it's possible especially for some of you that have significant placements between especially, let's say, 7 degrees of the fixed signs and 11 to 13 degrees of the fixed signs, that um, the tensions between that uh, Saturn-Uranus square this year um, could be important in terms of bringing up some of the defining events of this year, um, really being focused on those that axis of your 11th house of friends and your 2nd house of resources. So some of that's going to be accentuated at different points, especially this year when Mars transits through the fixed signs, which is going to happen during three specific periods. In particular, I wanted to mention Mars going through Taurus from January 6th through March 3rd. That will be through your second house of finances. Um, Mars going through Leo June 11th through July 29th. Um, that would be through your fifth house of children and fun and um, other activities. Then finally, Mars transiting through Scorpio October 20th through December 13th. And Scorpio is your 8th house of shared resources, other people's money, and it can also extend sometimes to things like taxes and debts and things like that. So those are some of the tension points this year when if there are going to be issues that arise and if you do have personal planets around those degrees, I would expect those to be the sort of critical turning points during the course of that when Mars sort of swoops in and accentuates the square between Saturn and Uranus. All right, so that's one thing I wanted to mention this year. Other things that I needed to mention are solar eclipses. We've got a series of solar eclipses taking place this year, um, first in the Sagittarius and Gemini axis, so there's going to be a total lunar eclipse at 5 degrees of Sagittarius on May 26th, and that is in your ninth house of education and philosophy and foreign travel and interaction with foreign concepts and people and places. Um, then there's a solar eclipse that's going to take place in June in your 3rd house of communication, of learning, short-distance travel, siblings, and other extended relatives. Um, and just communication in general. So that seems to activate or seems to emphasize this bouncing back and forth of eclipses that's taking place that started last year in 2020, but that will continue this year in having a series of, you might call them great beginnings and great endings when it comes to especially the dynamic of learning versus communicating and the way that the, that you synthesize those two things in your life. And You may start taking up new learning projects as well as bringing to completion some learning projects during this time. And your um, ability to learn how to communicate what you've learned and to do it in effective ways is going to be part of the focal point that will be opening and closing different periods as those eclipses take place in your third house of communication at Gemini. So those are the first two eclipses that happen in the uh, late spring. The other set of eclipses is on the one hand, there's a completion of that series when there's a total solar eclipse in December of 2021 in Sagittarius in your ninth house of learning and philosophy and foreign travel, but there's also uh, the beginning of a new eclipse series when there's a partial lunar eclipse in Taurus on November 19th. So that's the beginning of a new series of eclipses that's going to take place. starting this year, but really going into and most of the focal point of it is next year in 2022, bouncing back and forth between your second house of your own personal finances and possessions and your eighth house of shared resources and other people's money. So it starts first with this lunar eclipse in Taurus in your second house, which is going to emphasize or indicate some sort of culmination of events with respect to money and finances in your life or opening up a period um, that will will occur in sort of six-month increments where money and personal possessions becomes more of a focal point for you and you have many great beginnings and great endings in that area of your life. So that doesn't necessarily have to be good or bad, but combined with some of the other indications that are happening right now, it seems like money and finances are um, taking much more attention in 2021 than perhaps they have in other years, and that's a, te- a trend that may continue so money and finances and friends seem to be two of the primary areas of focus for you over the course of this year. All right, let me take a look and see. Oh, yeah, one last thing I meant to mention is at the very end of the year, um, so basically by December, Jupiter departs, it completes its one-year transit through Aquarius, and it moves into the sign of Pisces. So, here's the planetary alignments. That's actually from there it is. Here's the planetary alignments for 2021. And we see Jupiter moving into Pisces on the 28th of December. So, that's going to be a shift from Jupiter moving from your 11th house of friends to your 12th house of um, isolation and places of retreat and places of solitude. So, That's not necessarily a bad transit, but it definitely marks a shift from a much more social period in your life that's really focused on 2021 to what's looking like a somewhat less social period as you move into 2022. The one thing that I need to mention about that is that Jupiter actually will dip into Pisces for a few months in mid-2021, which will act as a preview of what that period of more solitude will, will look like for you. That will really begin in December of 2021. So that that preview period of Jupiter in Pisces is from mid May of 2021 through late July, and Jupiter will just move in, into the very first degrees of Pisces before retrograding and moving back into Aquarius. So it may, if you see a sort of dip in your social life for some reason at that point, that's partially the reason why, um, because you're getting a little bit of a preview period of Jupiter in Pisces in your twelfth house. That will become much more of the focal point in 2022. All right, I think that is it in terms of the major things that I wanted to let you know about. Those are just that's just sort of a bird's eye view or a broad overview of some of the major transits for this year. Um, be sure to check out the astrology podcast full full year ahead forecast which goes into some of the long-term transits in a little bit more detail and uh, good luck in 2021, and I'll see you again in 2022 for your horoscope for next year. All right, good luck. Many of the images and calendars that were used in this episode are now available as posters on the astrologypodcast.com website. This includes our 2021 planetary alignments calendar, which shows all of the ingresses and retrogrades and lunations this year, The planetary movements calendar which shows how far through the signs of the zodiac each of the planets will get during the course of 2021, and also other posters that we have like our significations of the 12 houses poster so that you can personalize and understand how each of these transits relates to your own birth chart. We also recently released our 2021 Auspicious Elections Full Year Ahead Electional Astrology Report where Lisa Scheim and I went through each of the next 12 months and we picked out one lucky date which would be good for launching new ventures and undertakings using the principles of electional astrology so you can find out more about that report at chrisbrennanastrologer.com Hi my name is Chris Brennan and this is your year ahead forecast for Taurus for the year of 2021 so this is primarily for Taurus rising although you can also pay attention to this horoscope if you have your sun or your moon in Taurus although rising sign or ascendant in Taurus is preferred Alright, so let's jump right into it. Here's the planetary movements calendar that shows where the planets will start and where they will end up by the end of the year. So in terms of major transits this year, the first one that I really wanted to focus on and, and flag as the major one that's going to dominate a large part of this year is Saturn and Jupiter recently moved into Aquarius, and that's where they formed the Great Conjunction which occurred in December of 2020. But that transit is actually opening up a three-year transit of Saturn through your tenth house of career and life direction and reputation, and a one-year transit of Jupiter through that sign during the course of 2021 that won't be open uh, fi- won't be finished until December. So um, Saturn transits that through the tenth house can sometimes indicate a period where things are more serious, where you have more responsibility in terms of your career, your reputation, your relationship with the public. Uh, your relationship with superiors if you have any like a boss or anybody that has sort of power over you. Uh, Saturn transits can sometimes indicate um, setbacks or obstacles or difficulties in this area, and you should have gotten a preview of what this is about uh, around the third quarter of 2020 when Saturn dipped into Aquarius for a little bit between early April and I believe it was like late June or something like that or early July. Saturn went into the first few degrees of Aquarius and gave you a little preview of what that 10th house transit is going to be like before it retrograded out and went back into Capricorn. So it's now returned. And sometimes this can be kind of a heavy transit. Um, It can be a period of testing in terms of your career. But the good news is because Jupiter is transiting through the 10th house for the first year of that transit, that should really help to balance things out, especially for those of you with day charts. Uh, so that you're not really dealing with the worst-case scenario, but instead you're trying to maintain some sort of equilibrium between growth and expansion in the area of career on the one hand, and consolidation on the other hand, and making sure you have a stable foundation by going back and firming up things that you've already done in the past. So for some of you, this may be a period where you go through a period of testing and you have to decide to leave some things behind or that some things aren't working out for you in terms of your career or your overall life direction. But hopefully in the long term, that should be a positive process of growth even if it requires getting rid of some certain things in the process. So that's one of the major ongoing transits that's going to be happening pretty much all year in 2021. Additionally, Uranus, which has been transiting through your first house for the past uh, couple of years, uh, your first house of self and body, and both mental as well as physical well-being, Uranus has been transiting through there, and Saturn will come to form three squares with Uranus from Aquarius during the course of this year. So Uranus can sometimes be a little bit unsettling, a little bit destabilizing it can also be liberating. And especially for those of you with Uranus going through your rising sign, if your rising sign is Taurus, that can be a period where you're kind of trying to get rid of restrictions and feeling a little bit more free than usual. But due to these three squares that will happen during the course of 2021, there's some sort of tension between your need for freedom and developing a sense of liberation and innovation in your life, especially in your sense of self and who you are and what you look like to the world. There's some sort of tension between that and your process of doing that and some things that are happening in the sphere of your career right now with Saturn transiting through your 10th house. So there's three points this year where that transit will go exact um, in mid-February, mid-June, and later in December. And for those of you with natal chart placements between especially let's say 7 degrees of the fixed signs and 13 degrees of the fixed signs, I think that transit's going to be particularly important because you're really going to feel that tension between the liberatory um, sort of aspects of Uranus versus the more constrictive or, or restricting um, significations of Saturn and that tension between your sense of self and your sense of career or, or duty in some sense, your duty to your career, whatever that is at this point in time. So that's going to be emphasized further at different points this year, especially when Mars goes through the fixed signs and squares Saturn exactly or conjoins Uranus exactly or basically any of the other hard aspects. So up on the video version, I have a diagram with this showing you some of the exact dates when Mars will hit Saturn or Uranus, either in January, early July, or in mid-November. So Pay attention to those dates, especially as potential tension points and turning points during the course of this year, especially if you have natal planets and fixed signs very close to the degrees where that will take place or when it will go exact. All right, other things that are happening this year. There's a continuation of a series of eclipses that are going to take place um, in the signs first of Gemini and Sagittarius. So there's a Sagittarius eclipse in May, May 26th, actually, a total lunar eclipse. Then a couple of weeks later, there's a solar eclipse in on June 10th uh, in the sign of Gemini. So Gemini and Sagittarius for you are your second house of finances and possessions and personal resources and your eighth house of other people's money. So this is opening up a period which you've already kind of experienced because we had A couple of these eclipses towards the um, later part of 2020, like in late November, there was a Gemini one uh, lunar eclipse. And then in December, there was a solar eclipse on December 14th. So for you, this is like a continuation of a process that already started in 2020 of uh, great beginnings and great endings when it comes to your personal finances versus your relationship to money with other people in your life. So, sometimes this can refer to like a marriage partner and their finances. It can refer to a business partner. Um, It can also refer to things like debt and taxes and other things like that in this broad category, broad eighth house category of other people's finances in general. So, it's that eighth house category plus the second house category of great beginnings and endings of your own personal finances and some major developments in that area of starting and stopping new beginnings, and major endings. So pay attention to that, especially around the time of those two eclipses later in the spring. Later in the year, we do have a couple more eclipses. First, there's a lunar eclipse which takes place in the sign of Taurus, which is your first house, your rising sign, and that's very important as a result of that. And then there's one more solar eclipse which takes place in Gemini in early December, sorry, in Sagittarius in early December, that sort of closes up that series of financial eclipses for you as the eclipses start to shift into your first and seventh house axis of self versus relationships. So that Taurus one in particular is going to put more of the focus um, on your sense of self and who you are, how you appear to the world, which can sometimes indicate things about your appearance. It can also indicate things or be related to things about your body and your physical vitality, As well as your mental vitality and just sense of your character in general. So that lunar eclipse is going to take place in Taurus, and that's really setting something up that's going to play out much more in the the following year in 2022 when we start getting a series of major eclipses in Taurus and Scorpio, your 7th house of relationships. But be prepared for a little bit of a preview of what 2022 is going to be like when you get that Taurus eclipse in your first house as that should Um, not just act as a preview and a starting point for beginning the series, but also really emphasize some of the Uranus transits that you've already been having over the past couple of years um, in emphasizing the liberatory or the sudden and somewhat um, drastic or revolutionary changes to your sense of self that are happening over the course of Uranus's long seven-year transit through that sign. All right. the last thing that I meant to mention is just Jupiter is going to ingress into your 11th house of friends and partnerships in December at the very, very end of the year, and it will complete its one-year transit through Aquarius. So that period of growth and development in terms of your career kind of comes to an end at that point in, in late December, and you move into a period that's a little bit more social with Jupiter moving into your 11th house of friends and groups. So, this can be indicating basically in 2022, especially um, the, a period in which you're much more social, in which you're building alliances with other people. You may reach out to friends, or you may have benefits coming to you from existing friendships and partnerships and alliances. So, there will be a little bit of a preview of this transit earlier in the year when Jupiter just barely dips into Aquarius at, or dips into Pisces at one point for a few month trip. Um, I think it's just in the late spring, basically at that point, yeah, late spring, like quarter two of uh, 2021, Jupiter will dip into Pisces for a few months and give you a little preview of what that will be like. And it may be a brief period in which you find yourself being more social or having friendship play a much more important role in your life suddenly, but then it will retrograde back into Aquarius and sort of disappear for the second half of the year until you get the return of Jupiter to Pisces very late in December. So Some of this is more like just little previews of of major trends that are going to become more prominent in 2022. And finally, the last thing I wanted to mention, I'm not going to mention this for most of the other horoscopes, but I'm going to mention it for you just because it's your ruling planet, but Venus actually goes retrograde. It stations retrograde in Capricorn conjunct Pluto in December. So it's a pretty long year in which Venus is just zipping along and it's um you know, doing pretty well for most of the year and doesn't go retrograde until the very end of the year. So most of the retrograde in Capricorn is going to take place in 2022. So there's not like a huge reason to talk about it, but I wanted to mention it here just because um, it will station retrograde. It is your ruling planet in Capricorn in the ninth house of um, religion, philosophy, education, foreign travel, and interaction with people from foreign places and cu- cultures that are foreign from your own. So um, for some of you, that could be because it's conjunct Pluto, it could be a period where you very intensely get involved in some sort of ninth house activity. So it could be an educational pursuit where you take up something that suddenly becomes really interested, interesting to you and you become very passionate about it. Um, Venus-Pluto conjunction sometimes can go to extremes. It could indicate um, a relationship or like a love affair with somebody who comes from a cultural background that's much different from your own and which teaches you something about um, things that are different from your own background. Um, the only potential downside is when Venus is conjunct Pluto, it can be very intense. So when things are going good, it can be very intensely good. But if things go bad, it can be very intensely bad. So it's a good idea to pay attention to any sort of relationships that you're getting into at that time. Um, and to try to moderate yourself a little bit to whatever extent you can. So that Venus retrograde will only begin in December and it will be an ongoing thing for about 40 days uh, after that point, so that's something that will lead into 2022 or early 2022. So with that, I believe that that brings me to the end of your horoscope for 2021. So good luck with 2021, congratulations, and I will see you again Uh, next year for the horoscope for 2022. So good luck. Many of the images and calendars that were used in this episode are now available as posters on the astrologypodcast.com website. This includes our 2021 planetary alignments calendar, which shows all of the ingresses and retrogrades and lunations this year, the planetary movements calendar, which shows how far through the signs of the zodiac each of the planets will get during the course of 2021, And also other posters that we have like our significations of the 12 houses poster so that you can personalize and understand how each of these transits relates to your own birth chart. We also recently released our 2021 Auspicious Elections Full Year Ahead Electional Astrology Report where Lisa Scheim and I went through each of the next 12 months and we picked out one lucky date which would be good for launching new ventures and undertakings using the principles of electional astrology. So you can find out more about that report at chrisbrennanastrologer.com. Hey, my name is Chris Brennan, and this is your horoscope for Gemini rising for the entire year ahead for 2021. So we're going to look at this from the perspective primarily of your rising sign for those with your Ascendant in Gemini. You can also look at it from the perspective of if your Sun or Moon is in the sign of Gemini, although rising sign is preferred. All right, let's go ahead and jump right into it. So here's the planetary movements calendar that shows where the planets will start at the beginning of the year in the signs of the zodiac and how far through through the signs of the zodiac they'll get by the end of the year. So We've got some major transits going on for you this year. This should be a significant transit or significant year for those of you with Gemini rising. Uh, the big thing that I want to focus on at first is Saturn and Jupiter have moved into your ninth house of education and philosophy, travel, foreign things, foreign people, foreign places, um, as well as one's religious or philosophical beliefs. So they have moved into the sign of Aquarius, where Saturn will be transiting for the next three years, and Jupiter will spend the next twelve months until December of 2021. So that's the sign that they recently formed the great conjunction in in December of. Uh, 2020, so in your ninth house of education and philosophy. So this is kind of a big deal. Saturn's longer three-year transit can sometimes indicate a period in which you run into some obstacles or difficulties or delays, uh, setbacks, or in which you have to say no to or reject or negate some things in that area of your life. So sometimes this can be kind of a challenging process, but in the long term, it's usually like a, a constructive thing that's necessary in order to grow and move forward as a person. So sometimes what seems like, you know, really difficult, unfortunate setback at the time can later end up leading you in a, in a direction that you wouldn't have gone otherwise, and that can ultimately be constructive and valuable. So Saturn's more difficult or somewhat difficult, but still potentially constructive. Uh, three year transit that's just beginning now. You did get a preview of that last year in between early April and late June. Saturn dipped into Aquarius for a few months and should have given you an, sort of an idea at that time where some of these ninth house themes should have started to come up in your life in some way. And that was um, giving you some sort of foreshadowing of the more significant long term three year transit that is fully in effect now. As of December of 2020. So that gives you some idea of that. While some of that could be more challenging or or have more setbacks or more difficult, um, one of the positive things this year is that Jupiter has also moved into Aquarius at the same time. So, And especially for those of you with day charts, Jupiter's transit through Aquarius during 2022 should really help to balance out and moderate some of the tendencies of Saturn. So whereas Saturn tends to conserve and consolidate, Jupiter tends to indicate growth and expansion in those same areas. So growth and expansion when it comes to education, philosophy, you could start a new educational uh, direction in your life and move quickly to expand in that area. You could develop a new philosophy or religious outlook. Um, You could also have some exposure to new um, cultures or new people who come from cultures or backgrounds that are different from your own, and you could benefit from that and grow as a person during the course of 2021. So, that's a very opt- more optimistic transit to help balance out some of the more serious or more heavy um, indications from Saturn this year. All right. So, that's one of the things I wanted to look at. The other thing I want to look at is Uranus is transiting through your 12th house, and it's going to be um, your 12th house is typically one of the more difficult houses. It t- tends to indicate things having to do with solitude and sometimes seclusion or loss. Uranus can be somewhat um, sudden or indicate disruptions that come from people who work at cross-purposes to you, which traditionally in like ancient astrology was referred to as like your enemies. So Uranus transiting through the 12th can sometimes indicate unexpected disruption that come from um, enemies or people who work at cross-purposes to you. Uranus will be forming three exact squares with Saturn this year, and that's the reason why I bring this up. Because even though a 12th house Uranus transited is otherwise not very major for you normally, um, there will be some tensions between Saturn and Uranus this year that could indicate some instability or some disruptions. And for those of you that have planets around between especially, let's say, 7 degrees and 13 degrees of the fixed signs, this may be particularly relevant for you in your life because uh, Saturn and Uranus will make their first square at 7 degrees of Aquarius and Taurus in mid-February, February 17th to be exact. Then they'll form another square on June 14th at 13 degrees of the same signs, and then finally one more exact square at 11 degrees of Aquarius and Taurus on December 24th, 2021. So That's an area where there could be some um, tensions between sort of consolidation and tradition versus innovation and going in a new direction. And that may manifest in particular um, in the area of religion and philosophy for you and something about um, places of solitude represented by the 12th house, which more traditionally can sometimes indicate places like libraries, hospitals, ashrams, Um, sometimes jails or prisons or other things like that, but basically just places where one is removed from the world in some way, Um, and something unexpected and somewhat surprising coming from that area of your life at this time. So that's one of the transits that will happen during the course of the year. At different points, Mars is going to move into the fixed signs, and it's going to emphasize that square between Saturn and Uranus. So in January, uh, Mars will square Saturn around the middle of the month and then conjoin Uranus in the sign of Taurus. Later in the year, in early July, Mars will oppose Saturn and square Uranus. And then finally, in early to mid-November, Mars will move through Scorpio and it will square Saturn and oppose Uranus. So that may act as sort of like a trigger or um, a sensitive point that could Uh, exacerbate any of those topics that might already be sort of in the background for you and bring them a little bit more to the forefront at that time. All right, the other thing I want to talk about this year that's probably more front and center and is more important and relevant to you is the ongoing eclipse series that's taking place in Gemini and Sagittarius, which is your first house of self and your seventh house of relationships or other people. So this eclipse series already started in uh, 2020. It started back in June where there was a Sagittarius eclipse, and then especially in late November and early December of 2020, there was a Gemini lunar eclipse and a Sagittarius solar eclipse. So it really opened up a series of eclipses that will be taking place and becoming much more front and center this year in 2021 where my keyword for eclipses is great beginnings and great endings. And this would be applied in particular to your first house of self, which can indicate or include things like your body and physical vitality, or also your character and sort of mental vitality, and some great beginnings and endings when it comes to that area. So some people change their appearance, they change their hairstyle, they gain weight or lose weight, they start um, doing things to improve or change how they appear to other people mentally or um, intellectually in some instances. Basically it's just about it changes to yourself and how you perceive yourself and how other pe- others perceive you. And sometimes that can be little things that seem trivial and other times it can be things that seem much more significant and much more major. but for you subjectively they'll probably feel, notable at the time in some way. So it's about balancing your commitment to yourself, but also because we'll have some eclipses taking place in Sagittarius, that's actually the first eclipse that happens in May, a lunar eclipse in Sagittarius, which should indicate some sort of culmination of events when it comes to the sphere of relationships and partnership in your life. So the seventh house is Sagittarius for you. So um, any themes that have been going on, especially since December of 2020, in terms of relationships and instead of in terms of starting new relationships or winding up old ones, you should see a culmination of those efforts take place. So that what you started back in December will um, become begin to come become clear and come to some sort of fulfillment um, when that Sagittarius eclipse takes place in your seventh house in May around that time or about two weeks later, there will be a Gemini solar eclipse on June 10th, and that was in the first house, and that was what I was talking about earlier. Later in the year, we get a bit of a shift, and there's a partial lunar eclipse in Taurus November 19th, and then a total solar eclipse, which is the last, I believe, of the Gemini Sagittarius eclipse series on December 4th in your seventh house. So another like great beginnings and great endings taking place in the 7th house of relationships for you in December of 2021, bringing that whole series of eclipses to conclusion. So by that time, whatever balance you were trying to make between your own personal responsibilities and needs versus the needs of other people in your life and other close personal one-on-one relationships should sort of come to completion at that time. And what you'll see then is the eclipse is starting to shift, especially in 2022, to Taurus and Scorpio, which is your 12th house and sixth house axis. So, again, emphasizing with the Taurus eclipse themes of kind of like solitude and needing to be a little bit, um, to pull back a little bit from the world in general and from some relationships. Whereas 2021 has been much more relationship oriented of self versus other. 2022, as we move into it, I think uh, you might be drawing away from that just a little bit, and you'll start getting a series of eclipses in your 12th and 6th, which can also relate to focusing more on physical and mental health as like important parts of your life and in order to balance out and bring um, optimal sort of health and wholeness to your physical and mental life. But that's more of a theme for 2022, so I shouldn't get ahead of myself too much. Alright, so those are the eclipses. The last thing that happens towards the end of the year is that Jupiter ingresses into Pisces and moves into your 10th whole sign house of career on the 28th of December 2021. So this is the beginning of a transit of growth and expansion when it comes to career matters, your um, reputation in the world, as well as just your interaction with the public in general and superiors in your life or anybody that plays the role of a superior. So there will be a little preview of this transit earlier in 2021 when Jupiter just barely dips into Aquarius for a couple of months starting on May 13th when it moves into Pisces, Uh, but then it will go retrograde I think at the first degree of Pisces by uh, the very next month, basically by June. We see Jupiter stationing retrograde there on the 20th of June. And then by the end of July, Jupiter retrogrades out and goes back into Aquarius and back into your ninth house of education. So what that means is that you get a preview of what this 10th house growth and expansion period will mean in terms of your career um, right there in the third quarter of 2021, but it's very quick and not very lasting. It's It's just a foreshadowing of what's to come as a much more major trend that will largely take place in 2022. But I wanted to mention it to you now because it's the the transit that you end the year with in December and because we get that nice little preview period, so it should be something that you pay attention to and you watch out for because any themes that come up at that time in your career um, will become much more central and much more major once you go into that transit full-fledged in December. So that's definitely something to look forward to. The only other thing I have to mention that's unique to Gemini risings this year is that there's three different Mercury retrograde periods, and they all take place in the uh, air signs. So in the signs of Gemini, your rising sign of 1st house of self, mind, and body, your ninth house of education and philosophy where we had those other transits going on with Jupiter and Saturn, and then also there will be a Mercury retrograde in Libra in your 5th house of children, uh, creativity and creative expression, and sex and sexuality. So you can pay attention to those three Mercury retrogrades this year is probably relating to those specific areas of your life, and they may be more relevant to you for those of you who have Gemini rising since then Mercury would be your ruling planet. All right, I think that's it in terms of transits that I wanted to mention. Those That's the major like bird's-eye view of the major transits this year. You can check out the Astrology Podcast Year Ahead Forecast for more detailed breakdown of the different months over the course of 2021, but otherwise I think that's it for this year ahead forecast. So thanks for watching and good luck in 2021 and I'll see you again next year for the year ahead forecast for 2022. So good luck and take care. Many of the images and calendars that were used in this episode are now available as posters on the AstrologyPodcast.com website. This includes our 2021 planetary alignments calendar which shows All of the ingresses and retrogrades and lunations this year, the planetary movements calendar which shows how far through the signs of the zodiac each of the planets will get during the course of 2021, and also other posters that we have like our significations of the 12 houses poster so that you can personalize and understand how each of these transits relates to your own birth chart. We also recently released our 2021 Auspicious Elections Full Year Ahead Electional Astrology Report where Lisa Scheim and I went through each of the next 12 months and we picked out one lucky date which would be good for launching new ventures and undertakings using the principles of electional astrology. So You can find out more about that report at chrisbrennanastrologer.com. Hey, my name is Chris Brennan from The Astrology Podcast, and this is your horoscope for Cancer rising for the entire year ahead of 2021. So You can pay attention to my horoscopes both from the perspective of if you have your Sun in Cancer or your Moon in Cancer, but your rising sign is preferred because that's more personal to you in your actual birth chart. All right, let's go ahead and jump into it. So here's the planetary alignments calendar that shows where the planets will start at the beginning of the year and how far through the signs of the zodiac they'll get by the end of the year and which signs specifically they'll traverse at different points. So there's a few major things that I wanted to talk about for your major transits for 2021 to give you the outlines of some of the broad themes one of the major things is that Saturn and Jupiter have recently completed their transit through the sign of Capricorn in December of 2020, and they have moved into the sign of Aquarius, which is your 8th house of shared resources and other people's money. So one of the good pieces of news right off the bat this year is that that means that for all of the cardinal signs, but in particular Cancer rising charts, you've completed you've successfully completed a very long transit of saturn going through capricorn and through your seventh house of relationships that's lasted for the past 3 years since december of 2017 so the good news right off the bat is that that should remove some um setbacks and some tension and some obstacles that you may have been experiencing in the sphere of relationships especially one-on-one partnerships as well as romantic relationships over the course of the past three years. So congratulations for surviving that transit. Additionally, at the very beginning of the year, Mars moves out of Aries and departs from your 10th house of career. It moves out and moves into Taurus on the 6th of January 2021. That is more good news, especially for those of you with day charts, because then that means you've completed um, an extra long six-month transit of Mars going retrograde in your 10th house of career where it may have brought um, more tension, more strife, and the potential for more conflict in the sphere of your career and your overall life direction. So those are two pretty heavy transits that characterize 2020 that are over at this point as we move into January of 2021. So that's the good news. So what I want to focus on talking about first Um, with the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction, the great conjunction that just occurred in early Aquarius in December of 2020, the effect of that conjunction is really going to echo in the case of Jupiter for about a year because Jupiter will be transiting through Aquarius and through your 8th house of shared resources all the way until the end of 2021. And in the case of Saturn, it's going to be transiting through that sign for the next three years, so that's actually a long-term transit. So the 8th house is the house that traditionally has to do with things like uh, mortality, inheritance, but one of the topics that I see see come up very frequently is um, money of other people in your life or assets that belong to other people. So this can sometimes mean like your partner, if you're married, their income and their financial well-being, whether they're doing well financially or whether they're not. It can also mean money that belongs to a business partner, Um, In some instances, the 8th house can pertain to inheritance, it can also pertain to taxes or debt. But basically, we've got um, a long-term Saturn transit that could indicate some um, obstacles or some surmountable difficulties that come up in that area of your life over the course of the next few years. And there should have been a preview of what that's about for a few months in the second quarter of last year between I believe it was late March and early July, Saturn dipped into Aquarius and should have given you a little bit of a preview of some um, themes and some obstacles and perhaps some difficulties that might come up over the course of the next three years as Saturn is transiting through Aquarius. So, I should say though that if it was very difficult during that time, some of those eighth house topics, it's not necessarily the case that that's going to be that way for the entirety of the next three years especially in 2021 because we have Jupiter transiting through that sign simultaneously and therefore bringing some balance and some moderation and as well as some growth and optimism to that part of your life, which is one of the things that Jupiter does. So it's kind of balancing things out or restraining Saturn and some of its more um, sort of conservative impulses with the, the opposing significations of Jupiter, with which are growth and expansion. So that's one of the major transits you have going on this year. Um, Other major things that are happening is Uranus, which has been transiting through your 11th house, it just went in over the course of the past couple of years, your 11th house of friends and groups and alliances, is going to form three exact squares with Saturn at different points over the course of 2021. So one of them is going to take place in mid February, then another exact hit in mid-June, and then finally one third final hit in on December 24th of 2021. So that's going to be important, especially for those of you that have placements in your birth chart between 7 and 13 degrees of the fixed signs since Uranus is transiting 7 degrees or transiting the fixed sign of Taurus and Saturn is transiting the fixed sign of Aquarius. So if you do have natal planets within that range of degrees, then it seems to indicate that there may be some tensions here between um, some unexpected uh, shakeups that are happening in your social circle in terms of friends and groups and alliances indicated by Uranus and some of the themes of consolidation and um, just growth through striving and through hard work that's indicated by Saturn going through your 8th house of shared resources so it may be that there's some sort of connection or overlap there between friends and other people's money. And that's a bit of a hot spot or a tense spot that you may want to pay attention to this year, because if there are going to be any sort of fireworks or tensions, I would bet that that would be the main area where you might see some of them this year. Um, That's especially the case when Mars ingresses into the fixed signs. It's going to move through three fixed signs this year, Um, first through Taurus starting in January, Uh, and it's going to square Saturn exactly January 13th and then conjoin Uranus exactly on January 20th. Then later in the year, uh, Mars will move into Leo where it will hit Saturn and Uranus again on July 1st and 3rd. And then finally, Mars will move through Scorpio later in the year where it will hit Saturn and Uranus again around November 10th and November 17th. So again, we're talking about the first and second decan of the fixed signs, basically. And if you have planetary placements in your birth chart around those degrees, those could be sensitive points during those parts of the year where there could be some tension or potentially some conflict between friends and other people's money. So keep an eye out for that as a potential area that you might want to work on and be a little bit extra alert in order to avoid any difficulties that could be Um, avoided if you simply knew about them ahead of time since now you do. All right, so those are some of the things I wanted to mention in terms of Uranus and Saturn and those three squares. I also wanted to mention the eclipses that are happening this year which are taking place in the signs of Gemini, Sagittarius, and Taurus which are your 12th, 6th, and 11th houses respectively. So this eclipse series The first eclipse is going to happen in Sagittarius around May 26th, and that's a total uh, lunar eclipse. And that's going to take place in your sixth house, which is the house of work and health. Um, It can also have to do with subordinates if you have anybody that works uh, underneath you. And then there's also going to be a Gemini solar eclipse that takes place on the 10th of June in the opposite house, which is your 12th house. So this is actually a continuation of a series of eclipses that started in 2020, and what we're going to see is a further development of some of the stories that were indicated there, um, especially start that started in November, late November of 2020 and early December, December 14th to be exact, of 2020 when there was a Gemini-Sagittarius eclipse pair. So some of the themes that this might relate to, I mentioned work, which is a 6th house topic, and for eclipses, my main keyword is great beginnings and great endings. So you may see some great beginnings and great endings when it comes to work and service or areas in your life where either you play a subordinate role to other people or areas where there's other people that play a subordinate role as assistance to you. So beginnings and endings are my main keywords for that. The sixth house also has to do sometimes with physical health, whereas the 12th house can have to do with mental health. So there may be some great beginnings and endings this year in terms of work in that area of working on physical or mental health issues in order to maintain overall balance and equilibrium in your life and address any issues that come up um, as they need to be addressed. So that would be a good area to be proactive in your life if either of those two areas are things that you need to work on for one reason or another. Uh, The 12th house can also be a house just generally of solitude and of places where um, solitude is something and pulling back from social activities is something that's healthy and restorative. So that's another theme. And then finally, sometimes the 6th and 12th axis can have to do with people that work at cross-purposes to you or people that you just Don't get along with for whatever reason, and some great beginnings of potential feuds in that area, or potentially even great endings where you're wrapping things up and bringing some um, open conflicts to completion with individuals in some area of your life. So that's another area to pay attention to for those eclipses. I did want to mention so I mentioned the first eclipse series, but there's also a second eclipse series. One of those is the completion of the Sagittarius-Gemini eclipses, which happens on December 4th, but another one is a partial lunar eclipse that happens in the sign of Taurus on November 19th. And this is significant for you because this is, again, your 11th house of friends, groups, alliances, and hopes or wishes for the future. So this is opening up a new eclipse series that's actually going to become much more prominent in 2022 but it actually starts here um, at the very end or towards the end of 2021 where you have this lunar eclipse that occurs. And it, since the lunar eclipse, it should be some sort of great culmination or um, sense of things coming to fruition in the place or in the area of your life that has to do with friends and alliances and groups. So perhaps some of the tensions that we were talking about earlier in the year that had to do with seeking liberation and seeking Um, new experiences in your friend group that has to do with Uranus transiting through your eleventh could start to come to culmination in some way and start to bear significant results where the actions that you took in the past suddenly start to manifest and become more clear at this time in your life in late 2021. So, That's really just opening up a chapter though and a series of eclipses that's going to be bouncing back and forth between Taurus, your 11th house of friends and groups, and Scorpio, your 5th house of children, creativity, and um, sexual activity and expression over the course of 2022. So I don't want to put too much emphasis on it, but I did want to mention it because that's going to open up a new sequence of events in your life that are going to become or at least are going to bring those Those events and those circumstances, those parts of your life into greater prominence over the course of next year of 2022. So good to start paying attention to it now at the end of 2021 when that eclipse begins. All right, so the last thing that I wanted to mention is just that Jupiter will ingress into your ninth house late in December. So we can see here on the planetary alignments calendar Jupiter moves into Pisces. At the very end of 2021 on December 28th, where it will transit for the rest of 2022. And Pisces, as we can see here, is your ninth house of religion and education, personal philosophy, uh, foreign travel, interaction with foreign cultures and people that are from backgrounds that are different than your own, so, it's opening up a period again that will primarily be focused on 2022 of expansion and growth and development in that area of your life or, or to do with those topics. But there will be a preview of it um, earlier in 2021. So, Jupiter goes into Pisces in December and stays there. However, if you back up and look at May of 2021, you'll actually see that Jupiter just barely dips its foot into Pisces for a few months starting on May 13th. So Jupiter goes into Pisces for a little bit of what I call a preview period where some of those ninth house topics will will start to become known in your life between the middle of May, and then we see Jupiter stationing retrograde on the 20th of June on the solstice, and then Jupiter retrogrades out of that sign Uh, in July, and it moves back into Aquarius and back into your 8th house of shared resources where it's transiting for most of the year with Saturn. So I wanted to mention that just because that period between um, May, basically mid-May and mid-July or late July actually should um, give you some idea of some of those broader transits of Jupiter going through Pisces that are really going to become much more significant starting in December of 2021. Um, but you'll get that little little preview period. So start paying attention to any of those topics if they start coming up in your life, because even if they seem somewhat insignificant at the time or somewhat transitory, it may turn out that when that comes back in, in December of, the, of next year of 2021, that it plays a much more significant role in your life than you first anticipated. So keep an eye out for that. All right, I think... Looking at my notes, that that's the last major thing that I meant to mention for your year-ahead forecast for 2021. So, good luck next year. Um, Be sure to check out the astrology podcast year-ahead forecast, where we looked at all of the astrology and broke it down into four quarters for the entirety of 2021, and that was like a three and a half year, three and a half hour recording. So, take a look at that for more information. And uh, thanks for watching, and good luck next year. I'll see you again at the end of this year for. Um, maybe a bit of a a return and a forecast for 2022. So good luck. Many of the images and calendars that were used in this episode are now available as posters on the astrologypodcast.com website. This includes our 2021 planetary alignments calendar which shows all of the ingresses and retrogrades and lunations this year, the planetary movements calendar which shows how far through the signs of the zodiac each of the planets will get during the course of 2021, And also other posters that we have like our significations of the 12 houses poster so that you can personalize and understand how each of these transits relates to your own birth chart. We also recently released our 2021 Auspicious Elections Full Year Ahead Electional Astrology Report where Lisa Scheim and I went through each of the next 12 months and we picked out one lucky date which would be good for launching new ventures and undertakings using the principles of electional astrology. So You can find out more about that report at chrisbrennanastrologer.com. Hey, my name is Chris Brennan, and this is your horoscope for Leo and Leo rising for the entire year ahead of 2021. So This is primarily for those that have their Ascendant in the sign of Leo, but it can also apply to those of you that have your Sun sign in Leo or your Moon sign in that sign as well, but rising sign is preferred because it's going to be more accurate in terms of your birth chart. Alright, so let's jump right into it. So this is the planetary movements uh, calendar, which shows where the planets will start in the signs of the zodiac at the beginning of the year, and how far through the signs of the zodiac they'll get by the end of the year. In terms of the major transits that I want to focus on in 2021 for you, we're going to focus primarily on outer planet transits. Uh, The major one, of course, is that Saturn and Jupiter have recently moved into Aquarius, which is your seventh house of relationships. So that's where the Great Conjunction occurred in December of 2020, but that Great Conjunction is actually inaugurating a longer-term period that's going to be relevant for you in terms of relationships um, in terms of Jupiter for the next 12 months. And in terms of Saturn, actually, this is the start of a three-year transit of that planet through that sector of your chart. So as I said, the seventh house has to do with relationships, which is both romantic relationships as well as platonic partnerships like business partners or other one-on-one relationships in your life. It can also pertain to the marriage partner or just to other people in your life in general. So Saturn transiting into your 7th house can sometimes indicate a period in which um, the topic of relationships just becomes more serious and more heavy for some reason over the course of the next three years. So you should have gotten a preview of what that will be about um, in the what was it it's the second quarter of 2020 when Saturn first dipped into Aquarius between late March and uh, I believe it was late June of 2020. Saturn went into the first degree or two of Aquarius and that could have been a bit of a preview of you for some of the themes that may come up in relationships over the course of the next few years. So, of course, I should say, I should caution that that was probably a little bit more um, problematic, or there was a bit more strife during that because Mars went into Aquarius at the same time with Saturn. And that's not quite what you're dealing with here in 2021, because instead of Mars, Jupiter is going to be transiting through Aquarius with Saturn at the same time, which is more optimistic and more growth oriented. So, Saturn transits through the seventh can be about consolidation. Uh, testing current relationships. Sometimes you can experience disappointments or obstacles or setbacks when it comes to relationships during this time. But the good news is that any relationships that make it through this period will end up being ones that will be much stronger and will be probably more enduring than any other relationships that don't make it through that time. So even that, though that sounds a little bit challenging for relationships, the good news is that with Jupiter transiting through your 7th house also during the course of 2021, that's a much more optimistic transit that has to do with growth and expansion when it comes to relationships over the course of the next year. So you may find yourself starting some new relationships, you may find some relationships becoming more positive or ha- receiving benefits through a relationship as a result of being in association with somebody. And just generally a sense of um, confirmation and stabilization, to to kind of balance out the more um, challenging indications of Saturn going through that sign over the course of 2021. So I think that that's good news. Um, of course, part of that shift is that Saturn has now departed from your sixth house of health and illness and work. So some of the heavy um, feelings that you've had surrounding that area of your life, whether it's been due to sometimes it can be health issues that come up um, over the course of the past three years of Saturn transiting through your sixth house um, can sometimes be alleviated now that Saturn has departed from that sign. In other instances, it can be problems at work or obstacles that came up at work since December of 2017 when Saturn first went into Capricorn and your uh, sixth house that can now be alleviated or sort of recede into the background in some way. So that's one of the good parts about this year is there's a major shift and a definitive move away from some of the heavy transits that we were dealing with in 2020 and a little bit more optimistic of a shift coming up here in 2021. Let's see other things that I meant to mention your Uranus which has been transiting through Taurus which is your 10th house of career over the course of the past couple of years This is a long-term, like seven-year transit of Uranus through your tenth house of career and reputation and social standing, which can sometimes indicate um, major um, upsets or revolutions or unexpected changes, either upwards or downwards in terms of your career. Like having a sudden shift into a new career that you didn't anticipate, or going in a direction that seems very new and very unexpected for you. Uh, there's going to be some sort of tension this year between that transit of Uranus through your 10th house of career and the transit of Saturn through your 7th house of relationships. So it's like those two parts of your life for some reason are becoming more prominent, but there's also uh, some sort of tension between them at the same time. This tension is going to peak three times this year or should peak three times when those Saturn-Uranus squares go exact, which are in mid February, in mid June, and then later on in December of 2021. For any of you that have, this is going to be particularly important for any of you that have placements in fixed signs in your natal chart between seven and 13 degrees of the fixed signs. And that's because Saturn and Uranus will complete those ex- exact aspects between uh, the first one is at seven degrees of Aquarius to seven degrees of Taurus. The second one in June is from 13 Aquarius to 13 Taurus. And then the third and final one is from 11 Aquarius to 11 Taurus. So any of you that have personal planets around that area should, I would think, especially feel the tension between that Saturn Uranus square and some of the more um, challenges and difficulties and more conservative forces that are kind of holding you back or presenting obstacles or duties when it comes to relationships versus the more um, liberatory feelings of Uranus going through your 10th house and sort of wanting to do your own thing or pursue your own life direction. And you may find yourself having to make a choice between those two areas despite those two very distinct feelings between the house of relationships and the house of career over the course of the next 12 months. Some of that's going to be highlighted, especially uh, when Mars goes through the fixed signs this year, so, first in January, when Mars goes through Taurus, it's going to exactly square Saturn on January 13th and then exactly conjoin Uranus on January 20th. So, if you have planets around those degrees, again, it could really see um, an emphasizing and that could see that acting as sort of a trigger to um, set into motion some of the events surrounding your, especially your 10th house of career and your seventh house of relationships. Mars sometimes can excite things into action and sometimes add additional energy, but sometimes it can be something that can cause irritability or or coincide with irritability, or even things that can boil over into strife or conflict in some way. So in January, it's going to be transiting through your tenth house of career. So that's localizing it to that specific area of your life. Other times um, Mars is going to hit Saturn and Uranus again in July which is when it's transiting through the tropical sign of Leo, which is your rising sign or first house indicating both your mind as well as your body. And then finally, when Mars goes through Scorpio later in the year, it's going to hit Saturn and Uranus again, November 10th and November 17th. And Scorpio is your fourth house of your home and living situation. So I'm bringing some of those transits up just because it might indicate periods During the course of the year where you reach a critical turning point, and things might be tense during that time, but some of those tensions may may lead to growth and development and pushing you in directions that you wouldn't have gone otherwise if you didn't get that sudden, uh, somewhat strong, in some instances, push to go in one direction or another. All right, so besides those transits, I also wanted to mention the eclipses this year. We've got four eclipses taking place during the course of 2021, and these are going to take place in your 11th house of friends, your 5th house of creativity, children, and uh, sexual expression, and finally your 10th house of career. Here's the dates for some of those eclipses. So lunar eclipse in Sagittarius, May 26th, a solar eclipse in Gemini June 10th, the Taurus um, partial lunar eclipse on November 19th, and then finally a solar eclipse in Sagittarius on December 4th. So let's pull those back up. The Gemini eclipse happening in your 11th house of friends and groups this year is going to be about uh, great beginnings and great endings when it comes to friends and groups and alliances. So On the one hand, you may find different parts of the year where you're suddenly being more social, and you may find yourself starting new friendships that end up being significant in your life in some way. But at the same time, there may be certain points uh, when you find yourself winding down or closing or bringing to an end some relationships or some friendships specifically that had been significant in your life up to this time. So that's one aspect of it. Another aspect is with some of the eclipses taking place in your fifth house of children, there's some of you where there's going to be great beginnings potentially as well as um, great turning points when it comes to the topic of children in your life. So for some people, this could be like having children. For others, it could be if you have already children, they could be reaching an important part of their life where there's some significant developments in their life that are relevant to you. Um, and also for some people, the fifth house can represent um, creativity and self-expression. So any of you with an artistic bent, so this could be an important turning point for you artistically in starting or ending new projects. And it also can sometimes relate to sex and sexuality and new beginnings and new endings in terms of exploring that side of your life in more detail and having it become more relevant in some concrete way for you. So Those are the two main eclipses, and those are going to be a continuation of themes that already started in 2020 when we first started having eclipses occur in those two signs. So while the themes are beginnings and endings, it's probably trends that you've already started to see come up in your life at this point, and you'll just see a continuation of that over the course of 2021. The other eclipse that takes place is the one that is in Taurus, which is a lunar eclipse, In Taurus on November 19th, and that's happening in your 10th house of career. So, because that's a lunar eclipse, that should indicate some sort of culmination or something that's coming to fruition in the area of your career and your overall life direction towards the end of 2021. And that's actually going to open up a whole sequence of eclipses that is going to take place in 2022, where it's going to bounce back and forth between your 10th house of your career and your public life versus your fourth house in Scorpio, which is your home, your family, your living situation, and your private life. So we just get a little a little bit of a hint of that at the very end of 2021 with this Taurus eclipse that takes place really quickly in November, but I wanted to mention it because that's another one of those things where it's going to start pushing you in a direction where you're going to start experiencing some major beginnings and major endings when it comes to career matters, and that's going to really lead into some much more significant themes that you'll encounter during the course of 2022. And and the later part of 2021 is just kind of a preview of that or a segue into that new chapter of your life. So pay attention to, to that one. All right, the last thing that I wanted to mention is just Jupiter's ingress into the sign of Pisces, which occurs in December of 2021. So Here we can see Jupiter moves into Pisces on the 28th of December 2021, and this is moving into your 8th house, which is the house uh, traditionally that has to do with things like mortality, um, things like inheritance, but also broader themes that I've found to be very relevant of other people's money and possessions that belong to other people in your life in general, which can sometimes include things like taxes or debts. So Jupiter transiting into your 8th house could be a period which could be good for financial issues and in which you either if you have a partner you could see your partner's finances increase and start to expand or stabilize in some way or in which you might receive money from other people where for some reason other people's finances start to benefit you in some way in some some personal capacity so growth and expansion in the, in the sphere of other people's money is what's indicated by that Jupiter transit. So even though that doesn't start until very late in December of 2021, I wanted to mention it because there's actually a preview period of what that transit's going to be about for you that's going to occur between May of 2021 and July of 2021 when Jupiter dips into Pisces for just a few months. So we can see it going into Pisces on the 13th of May and going into your 8th house. We see Jupiter station retrograde on the 20th of June right there on the solstice, so it stations at I think like 1 degree of Pisces. And then Jupiter retrogrades out and goes back into Aquarius and back into your 7th house of relationships on July 28th. So it's just a really quick couple-month preview period But it's important because anything that comes up during that time that has to do with your eighth house and issues of mortality or other people's money is actually going to become much more important in 2022 when Jupiter spends a much larger part of the year transiting through that sign and through that sector of your chart. So pay attention to that preview period um, during the second quarter of 2021. All right, I think that's it in terms of the main things that I wanted to focus on for this year ahead forecast for Leo and Leo rising. So, uh, good luck during the course of 2021, and I will see you again uh, next year to record the horoscopes for 2022. So, have a good year, and I'll see you again next time. Many of the images and calendars that were used in this episode are now available as posters on the astrologypodcast.com website. This includes our 2021 planetary alignments calendar, which shows all of the ingresses and retrogrades and lunations this year, the planetary movements calendar, which shows how far through the signs of the zodiac each of the planets will get during the course of 2021, and also other posters that we have like our significations of the 12 houses poster so that you can personalize and understand how each of these transits relates to your own birth chart. We also recently released our 2021 Auspicious Elections Full Year Ahead Electional Astrology Report where Lisa Scheim and I went through each of the next 12 months and we picked out one lucky date which would be good for launching new ventures and undertakings using the principles of electional astrology. So you can find out more about that report at chrisbrennanastrologer.com. Hey, my name is Chris Brennan from The Astrology Podcast, and this is your horoscope for the entire year ahead for 2021 for Virgo and Virgo rising. So this is primarily a rising sign horoscope, although you can also look at it if your Sun sign is Virgo or if your Moon sign is Virgo, although rising or Ascendant sign is definitely preferred because that's going to be more personal to you and your birth chart. All right, let's go ahead and jump right into it. So here's the planetary movements calendar for 2021 that shows where the planets start at the beginning of the year and how far through the signs of the zodiac they'll get by the end of the year. Uh, And here's some of the major points that I wanted to talk about today in terms of your major outer planet transits for 2021. So Saturn and Jupiter recently moved into Aquarius where they formed the Great Conjunction in December of 2020, and this is a shift into your 6th house of health and work. So one of the good things about this is that the long 5th and 8th house transits that you're experiencing during the majority of the year of 2020 are, are now over. So the 5th house transit was Saturn transiting through Capricorn and through your 5th house of children, um, creative expression, sex, and sexuality. That started way back in December of 2017, and that is now finished as of December of 2020. Additionally, there was a 6-month-long Mars retrograde period that started uh, halfway through 2020, and that lasts all the way until January of 2021. So that means you are just ending that as we're getting started with this year once Mars moves into Taurus on January 6th. So uh, Aries for you where Mars went retrograde in the second half of 2020 2020, was your 8th house of shared resources, other people's money, mortality. It can also pertain to uh, taxes and debts and things like that. So for some of you that may have coincided with a period in which there was some strife or some tensions in that area of your life, But part of the good news is that that tension is over now that Aries is moving out of that sign. All right, so Jupiter and Saturn conjoining and moving through Aquarius. This is the start of a three-year transit of Saturn through Aquarius and through your sixth house of health, um, service, and work as well as subordinates. So here's my little diagram that has the significations of the houses according to traditional astrology. And For some of you, this is going to coincide with a period since it is a three-year transit where there may be some obstacles or some setbacks where it comes to either health issues or issues involving work and whatever it is that you do for work if you're in a role that's sort of subordinate to somebody else, where you have a boss, for example. So some of these obstacles and difficulties over the course of the next few years may just be annoyances, whereas some of them may be surmountable difficulties where if you push forward enough, You'll be able to get through it and come out the other side stronger than you were when you started. In other instances, it may cause you to run into sort of a wall where you can't proceed further, and while that may not be a very uh, fun process at the time, in some instances it may allow you in the end to go in a direction, an alternative direction that you wouldn't have gone otherwise if you hadn't gotten that stop sign that sort of said that you couldn't proceed further. So that is a three-year transit. You should have gotten a bit of a preview of it last year between late March and early July of 2020 when Saturn first dipped into Aquarius during that time. And that may have been a more difficult preview because Mars would have been transiting through and conjoining Saturn during its initial phase of that transit at the same time, so it could have been kind of tough. So. While that was a preview, it was kind of a preview of some of the more difficult aspects of Saturn going through your 6th house over the course of the next three years. One of the good things about 2021, though, by comparison, is that Jupiter will be transiting through that sign for about a year, which is really going to help to balance and offset Saturn in a much more positive way. So Jupiter can be much more optimistic and much more growth-oriented, so it could be a period in which Um, you're able to rectify some health issues or in which you're able to have some optimism or some growth and expansion when it comes to your work or things that you do in which either you're in a subordinate role for other people or perhaps where if you have people that work for you or under you in some capacity where you have some benefits from them. So that Jupiter transit's really going to help offset some of the Saturn stuff during the course of 2021, I think. Um, other transits that I wanted to talk talk about and touch base on. One of them is Uranus transiting through Taurus, which is your ninth house of education and philosophy and travel, is going to be squaring Saturn this year at different points. There's going to be three exact squares. So that may indicate some uh, tensions between some of these ninth house uh, topics that have been coming up over the course of the past couple of years as as Uranus is transiting through that sign. Um, where some of those themes could be things like sudden um, unexpected disruptions with respect to your education or with respect to your philosophical or religious beliefs, where you may be adopting some ideas and going in some directions educationally or philosophically that are um, quite out of the ordinary or very unexpected for you given your own background and initial trajectory but nonetheless, they may be positive developments in the long term, even if they're a little bit destabilizing initially. So for some reason this year, there's a tension between some of those developments with Uranus transiting through your ninth house of education and philosophy, and Saturn transiting through your 6th house of work and health, and somehow a tension between those two areas that could um, come to a head at different points during the course of 2021. So There's going to be three exact squares of Saturn and Uranus, and especially if you have placements around 7 to 13 degrees of the fixed signs, I think this could be very personally tied in with your birth chart and with some events this year. So The first Saturn-Uranus square is around mid-February, the second Saturn-Uranus square is around mid-June, and then finally there's one more exact Saturn-Uranus square that occurs on December 24th at 11 degrees of Aquarius and 11 degrees of Taurus. So there's going to be different points during the course of the year when Mars moves through the fixed signs and it may exacerbate or act as a sort of trigger point for some of those tensions in between those two areas of your life. One of them is when Mars moves through Taurus, it's going to square Saturn and conjoin Uranus between January 13th and January 20th. Um, Taurus for you, of course, with Virgo rising is your ninth house of education and philosophy and travel. Uh, The second flashpoint this year is later when Mars moves into the fixed sign of Leo, which is your 12th house, and Mars will oppose Saturn July 1st and then square Uranus on July 3rd. And then finally, there's going to be one more fixed sign transit for Mars when it goes through Scorpio, which is your third house of communication between November 10th and November 17th. It's going to form exact aspects with Saturn and Uranus one more time this year. So, this could be an important trigger points in terms of that tension between your ninth house of education and philosophy and your sixth house of work and health uh, to pay attention to during the course of this year. All right. So, other topics that I wanted to touch on this year are the eclipses that are taking place in your 10th house of career, your fourth house of home and living situation, and your ninth house of education and travel. So, we can see here's a little chart that lists the dates for the eclipses. So there's a lunar eclipse in Sagittarius May 26th and it's paired with a solar eclipse in Gemini on June 10th. So this of course is important for you because Gemini is your 10th house of career, reputation, social standing and overall life direction and having a lunar eclipse take place uh, or sorry, a solar eclipse take place there on June 10th is going to be major beginning where you're going to experience major beginnings and major endings in that sphere of your life. So paired with that is a lunar eclipse that's taking place in Sagittarius, which is going to put a spotlight on your home and living situation around the time of May 26th, and in that range within about a month. So what's activated here is actually not something new, it's actually a continuation of an eclipse series that started in 2020, um, possibly going back to June of 2020, but especially by late November of 2020, there was an eclipse in Gemini in your 10th house, and in on December 14th of 2020, there was a solar eclipse in Sagittarius in your 4th house of home and living situation. So this is an entire um, period, about a year and a half period, where the eclipses are just bouncing back and forth between the house that represents your public life and the house that represents your private life. And so there's going to be some restructuring in those areas and great endings as well as great beginnings where you're starting and ending new things in those two spheres of your life and coming to a better realization how they're not as separate as they seem, but in fact, your public life and your private life are very intimately interconnected. And when there's a major change in one, sometimes that can affect a major change in the other at the same time. So starting and stopping uh, jobs or a new major career direction and going in a life direction, um, having starting and stopping or starting a new project at home in terms of your home and living situation or with respect to people in your home such as your, your parents or other family members can be major uh, pretty standard straightforward significations when you start having eclipses take place in the 4th and 10th houses. So that's the first eclipse hits that take place um, in the second quarter of the year. The other set of eclipses happen later in the year in November and early December. So this is first a partial lunar eclipse that happens in Taurus in your 10th house of Education and Philosophy and Travel on November 19th. And then there's a total solar eclipse December 4th in Sagittarius, back in your fourth house of your home and living situation. So on the one hand, I believe that's the final eclipse in the Sagittarius-Gemini eclipse series. So whatever the circumstances surrounding your home and living situation are that are coinciding with that eclipse, that should bring them to some sense of completion at that time in December. But the eclipse in Taurus is opening up a whole new eclipse series that's going to become much more prominent in 2022 when you get a whole series of eclipses bouncing back and forth between your ninth house of education and your 3rd house of communication and travel. So uh, the Taurus one is one to pay attention to because it may represent um, some sort of culmination or some sort of shift in focus more towards ninth house activities that really picks up later in the year in terms of your personal belief system becoming more important and in- gaining more focus. And then eventually in 2022, you're going to have to learn how to communicate some of those things that you've learned and some of those new directions that you've gone in terms of your personal philosophy um, as a result of the Taurus eclipses in your ninth house. But it's really something that just starts getting going at the very tail end of 2021. And I wanted to mention it here because some of those changes are going to become much more important as we lead forward into 2022 next year. Alright, the last thing I wanted to mention here is Jupiter ingressing into Pisces at the very end of December of 2021 begins a very long transit, a year-long transit in 2022 of Jupiter moving into your 7th house of relationships. So, if you have Virgo rising, then that automatically means that Pisces is your seventh house of relationships. And this could begin a very fruitful period of growth and development and expansion when it comes to either romantic relationships in your life or business partnerships and other types of one on one relationships that you have with specific individuals. So, that looks like a pretty good and pretty optimistic transit, even though it doesn't begin until December. It doesn't begin in earnest until December of 2021. I wanted to mention it because there's going to be a little bit of a preview period earlier in the year in the second quarter of 2021 that you should pay attention to. So that preview period takes place starting on May 13th when Jupiter moves into Pisces um and it just sort of dips into that sign for a couple of months moving in to Pisces for the first time in mid-May. Then Jupiter stations retrograde I think one degree of Pisces on June 20th, which is the solstice. And then finally, Jupiter retrogrades out and moves back into Aquarius for the rest of the year um, starting on July 28th. So it's just a two-month period between mid-May and mid-July when Jupiter will dip into your 7th house, and you may see some new developments um, taking place in the sphere of relationships. So that could indicate new relationships starting at this time, or it could indicate a further development and a sort of confirmation and stabilization of existing relationships that makes them more permanent than they had been in the past. So pay attention to that preview period between May and, and July, because that's going to give you a lot of insight into the longer term Jupiter transit through your seventh house of relationships that's really going to start in earnest uh, in December, starting on December 28th of 2021. So that's definitely something to look forward to. And something to be optimistic about, about not just 2021 but also 2022. All right, I think that is it in terms of what I meant to focus on and touch on for this forecast for Virgo and Virgo rising for the entire year ahead of 2021. So thanks a lot for watching, good luck this year, and I'll see you again next year for the forecast for 2022 many of the images and calendars that were used in this episode are now available as posters on the AstrologyPodcast.com website. This includes our 2021 planetary alignments calendar, which shows all of the ingresses and retrogrades and lunations this year, the planetary movements calendar, which shows how far through the signs of the zodiac each of the planets will get during the course of 2021, And also other posters that we have like our significations of the 12 houses poster so that you can personalize and understand how each of these transits relates to your own birth chart. We also recently released our 2021 Auspicious Elections Full Year Ahead Electional Astrology Report where Lisa Scheim and I went through each of the next 12 months and we picked out one lucky date which would be good for launching new ventures and undertakings using the principles of electional astrology. So you can find out more about that report at chrisbrennanastrologer.com. Hey, my name is Chris Brennan from The Astrology Podcast, and this is your horoscope for the entire year ahead for Libra rising for the year of 2021. So you can look at these horoscopes from the perspective of your Sun sign if your Sun is in Libra, or your Moon sign if your Moon is in Libra, but your rising sign or Ascendant in Libra is preferred since that'll be more personal to you based on your birth chart. All right, so let's go ahead and jump right into it. So, here's the planetary movements calendar that shows where the planets will start at the beginning of the year and where they'll end up in the signs of the zodiac by the end of the year. Uh, So, some of the main points that I wanted to focus on this year for Libra is that Saturn and Jupiter have recently moved into your fifth house of children, creative expression, and sex and sexuality. Here's a diagram that shows the significations of the fifth house according to most traditions of Western astrology. So this is the Saturn-Jupiter conjunction that occurred, the Great Conjunction in Aquarius back in December. But that Great Conjunction in your fifth house is actually going to be active for pretty much the entirety of 2021 where Saturn is starting a three-year transit through that sign and Jupiter is going to be transiting through that sign until December of 2021, until the end of this year, so pretty much the entire year. So these are long-term transits. Um, Saturn, on the one hand, uh, part of the good news is that you've just ended some long-term transits of Saturn through your fourth house of your home and living situation and family. So sometimes that can be a period that can coincide with setbacks or obstacles or difficulties with respect to your living situation or your relationship with your parents or situations happening in your parents and your private life. Um, So it's kind of a positive thing that you've finished that transit, which started way back in December of 2017. Additionally, as soon as we move into January, Mars has moved out of Aries and has completed its six-month transit through Aries as a result of its retrograde period that happened in the second half of 2020. So that was in your seventh house of relationships, and sometimes uh, for some people could have coincided with a period of greater strife or tensions or difficulties, Um, potentially even losses when it comes to close interpersonal relationships, whether romantic relationships or business partnerships. So that's also a transit that you're moving out of at the very top of the year. So the new transit that started with Saturn in your fifth house can bring a more serious period when it comes to if you have children or you're thinking about having children. Um, Sometimes um, matters in that area can just become much more heavy or much more serious there could be some obstacles or some potential setbacks in that area that you have to work through or push through in some way. For those that are creatives, this could also um, coincide with a period in which you have to put in a lot of hard work, or you might encounter some obstacles or blockages in terms of your creative expression. Uh, The fifth house is also the place of sex and sexuality, so it may be an area where you run into some issues with Saturn transiting through the fifth house and you have to Um, explore ways to work around that or explore ways in which um, maybe you just can't proceed further in a certain area and you need to go in a different direction. So Saturn, sometimes in representing or symbolizing limitations, sometimes it sets up limitations that are surmountable and are sort of like the cliche, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger type scenarios. But other times it can just set up a wall that is not surmountable and that you have to then cope with the new understanding or the new information in your life that you've met an area where you cannot proceed further. So figuring out the distinction between which of those two scenarios it is may be part of your goal over the course of the next few years as Saturn is transiting through that sector of your chart. Um, There was probably a preview of this for a few months in the second quarter of 2020 when Saturn dipped into Aquarius between the beginning of April and the very beginning of July, there would have been a little preview where Saturn dipped into Aquarius for a little bit, and there might have been a crisis or some issue that came up in this sector of your chart and in this sector of your life to give you sort of a preview of what the next three years will be about as this long-term transit plays out of Saturn moving through Aquarius. So the good news though, for 2021 is that Saturn will not be transiting through that sign on its own, but instead will be going through that sign with Jupiter. Jupiter will bring a lot more optimism, optimism, a lot more hope and sense of expansion and confirmation and stabilization in this area of your life. So that's going to help to balance out some of the more restrictive uh, indications of Saturn. And a large part of your goal during 2021 Will be attempting to seek uh, balance or equilibrium between the more optimistic and the more pessimistic uh, directions that those two planets will tend to um, draw you in over the course of the next 12 months. So that's one transit that I wanted to talk about. Um, The other thing going on this year is transiting Uranus, which is transiting through your 8th house of shared resources, will be squaring Saturn and that square will go exact three different times during the course of this year. So Saturn uh, transiting your 8th house of shared resources can indicate sudden fluctuations uh, and unexpected disruptions of shared finances or the role of other people's money in your life uh, where it will fluctuate upwards or downwards. So some of this can be a bit destabilizing, and for some reason this year with transiting Uranus squaring transiting Saturn in your 5th house, there may be some sort of connection between uh, 5th house topics pertaining to children or creativity or sexual expression and 8th house topics of other people's money, shared resources. Uh, The 8th house can also sometimes pertain to more obscure topics like um, inheritance or debt or taxes. Uh, Also, the 8th house is traditionally the house that has to do with mortality. And sometimes that topic can come up in different ways. So there's going to be three exact squares between Saturn and Uranus this year. And especially for those of you that have uh, planets in your birth chart between 7 and 13 degrees of the fixed signs, that's going to be especially sensitive this year to those three squares, which are going to occur first in mid February at 7 degrees of Aquarius and Taurus, then in mid June at 13 degrees of the same signs And then finally, again, once more on December twenty-fourth at eleven degrees of Aquarius and Taurus. So those are going to be the that's the period where the Saturn-Uranus squares are going to be at its height, and there's going to be this tension between um, restrictive significations of Saturn going through your fifth house and the more liberatory or unexpected or disruptive significations of Uranus going through your eighth house there will be a few specific points this year when Mars transits into the fixed signs that could activate or trigger um, those transits of Saturn and Uranus when Mars makes hard aspects to Saturn and Uranus pretty close together. So one set is in January from January 13th to January 20th when Mars squares Saturn and conjoins Uranus. Then there's another one in early July, when Mars opposes Saturn and squares Uranus, July 1st through the 3rd. And then finally, one more hit when Mars goes through Scorpio and squares Saturn on November 10th and then opposes Uranus on November 17th. So, those are important dates to take to look out for, just in terms of potential triggers or potential turning points where Mars may act as a catalyst, um, which could bring. Either some energy in the best case scenario, or potentially some tensions, uh, or or strife is another signification of Mars, which could um, make the the focus or put the focus more squarely on Mars and Saturn around those dates. So pay attention to that as potential tension points during the course of the year. Um, other things happening this year are eclipses taking place in your ninth, third, and eighth houses. Here's some of the dates for the eclipses. So the first set occurs in May and June, and that's a lunar eclipse in Sagittarius on May 26th, followed by a solar eclipse in Gemini on June 10th. So my keyword for eclipses is great beginnings and great endings in your life. And in your chart, this is going to fall in your third house and ninth house axis, which is really about uh, the ninth house is about learning and education and travel and developing one's personal philosophy or religious beliefs, whereas the third house traditionally signifies things like siblings, short-distance travel, uh, education in school, and especially communication. So one of the tricks for you as you're going through this eclipse series is probably developing new beliefs and um, learning things about the world and about how you Think about the world and how you organize and structure your beliefs about the world, especially in terms of your personal philosophy um, and religious beliefs, but then also trying to learn how to communicate some of those things to other people and having major starting points of starting new educational and learning pursuits, but also having new starting points and ending points in terms of just figuring out how you communicate with other people in your life, those things that you believe or have come to believe recently, and how sometimes those two things can interact with and change each other in significant ways, one's beliefs versus the way that one communicates. So for some of you, if you have siblings, this could indicate major uh, developments in terms of siblings. For those of you that have any interaction with foreign countries or people from cultures that are much different from your own, Uh, they could start playing a much more significant role in your life at this point with those eclipses taking place in your ninth house. Uh, A lot of this should be a continuation of some themes that started in 2020 when the eclipses already started taking place in those signs, first back in June with an eclipse in Sagittarius, and then especially from late November and early December of 2020, there was a lunar eclipse in Gemini in your ninth house and a solar eclipse in Sagittarius on December 14th in Sagittarius. So um, the eclipse series this year is more of a continuation of that rather than something that's going to be brand new and sort of out of nowhere. You should already have some sense of what that's about at this point in in your life. All right, so that's the first set of eclipses. There's a second set of eclipses and one of those is a final eclipse in Sagittarius which should bring to completion Some of the 3rd house significations having to do with uh, siblings and communication at that point in late 2021. But then there's this really interesting partial lunar eclipse that occurs in Taurus on November 19th, and this is falling in your 8th house again, which is the same house that we talked about earlier where transiting Uranus is already moving through at this point and has been for the past couple of years since I think 2018 and especially 2019. So the 8th house, as I said before, is especially about shared resources and other people's money. And this is the first eclipse occurring towards the end of 2021 of a series of eclipses that's going to start taking place in the financial sector of your chart, where first we'll have this eclipse in Taurus here in late 2021. And then six months later, there'll be an eclipse in Scorpio in your second house of personal finances and resources. So there's a shift that starts happening late in 2021, where it moves out of the the eclipses move out of the educational and communicative sector of your chart, and they start instead highlighting major beginnings and major endings when it comes to um, financial matters in your life and matters pertaining to personal possessions and the role that that plays both in terms of your own possessions as well as the money or resources that belong to other people in your life in general. Um, So that's sort of a starting point. It doesn't like fully happen in 2021, but I wanted to mention it because it's opening um, a sequence of events that's going to carry through into the entirety of 2022 and possibly into some themes that will come up in 2023. So pay attention to anything that starts to arise in that area of your life um, starting in November of 2021. All right, let's see what other main points I meant to mention here. The last thing I would to mention is just Jupiter ingressing into Pisces and into your 6th house of work and health in late December of 2021. So this is going to be a shift into your 6th house. The 6th house traditionally has to do, as I said, with um, traditionally it's things like illness, injuries, work, and subordinates or people who. Have a subordinate role underneath you if you have anybody that that you're sort of like the boss of or in charge of in some way. So Jupiter moving into this area is usually a period of growth and expansion with respect to those topics. Um, It could indicate some positive health developments or some positive developments in terms of either your work if you have a specific job um, where you're not necessarily the one in charge, or alternatively, 6th house Jupiter transits can sometimes coincide with benefits from people who work underneath you or work for you if you find yourself in that role in terms of whatever your work is. So I'm mentioning this transit even though it doesn't begin until very late December of 2021. We can see Jupiter moving into Pisces here on the 28th of December, which is extremely late in the year. However, I'm mentioning it here because there's going to be a preview period that begins way back in May when Jupiter dips into Pisces just barely for a couple of months from May 13th, and then it'll station retrograde at like one degree of Pisces on June 20th. And then Jupiter will retrograde back out of Pisces and move back into Aquarius for the rest of the year, for the second half of the year on July 28th. So what this means is that there'll be a little preview period from mid-May until late July of Jupiter going into your sixth house. So one of my recommendations would be to pay attention to any developments that take place in your sixth house around that time, especially in terms of health matters or matters pertaining to work, um, because you're going to find that those become much larger themes in 2022, when Jupiter returns to Pisces to stay for the entirety of the next year. So that's something to pay attention to and watch out for, is a major trend that's upcoming that you'll get a little bit of a preview of in 2021. All right, I'm gonna see if there's anything else I meant to mention, but I think that actually might be it in terms of this horoscope and this sort of bird's eye view of the astrology of 2021. So thanks a lot for watching or listening. Please be sure to like and subscribe if you're watching this on YouTube, and good luck in 2021, and I'll see you again next year for the horoscopes for 2022. All right. Many of the images and calendars that were used in this episode are now available as posters on the astrologypodcast.com website. This includes our 2021 planetary alignments calendar, which shows all of the ingresses and retrogrades and lunations this year, The planetary movements calendar which shows how far through the signs of the zodiac each of the planets will get during the course of 2021, and also other posters that we have like our significations of the 12 houses poster so that you can personalize and understand how each of these transits relates to your own birth chart. We also recently released our 2021 Auspicious Elections Full Year Ahead Electional Astrology Report where Lisa Scheim and I went through each of the next 12 months, and we picked out one lucky date which would be good for launching new ventures and undertakings using the principles of electional astrology. So you can find out more about that report at chrisbrennanastrologer.com. Hey, my name is Chris Brennan, and this is your horoscope for Scorpio rising for the entire year ahead for 2021. So you can also look at this from the perspective of your Sun sign if your Sun is in Scorpio, or your Moon sign if your Moon is in Scorpio, but rising sign or ascendant sign in Scorpio is preferred because that'll be more specific to your actual birth chart. All right, let's go ahead and jump into it. So here's the planetary movements calendar that shows where the planets will start at the beginning of the year and what signs of the zodiac they'll move through by the end of the year. So in terms of some of the major transits I wanted to talk about for your year-ahead forecast, the major one of course is Saturn and Jupiter have moved into Aquarius, which is your fourth house in your birth chart. So the fourth house is the house of the home, the living situation, the parents and the private life in general opposite to your 10th house, which is more about your public life. So Saturn moving into your 4th house for the next three years, it's actually a pretty long-term transit, and that can be kind of a heavy transit where it can bring some obstacles or difficulties to your home and living situation or to uh, in relation to your parents and your family in general. So many of you should have gotten a preview of some of the themes that this will coincide with earlier in 2020 when Saturn transited through the sign of Aquarius. It just dipped into Aquarius for like a few months between early April and um, early July, I believe. So that could have been a more difficult period for some of those topics because Mars was transiting through that sign at the same time. It's not necessarily the case that this entire Saturn transit over the next three years will be as difficult as that was because Mars will not be moving through Aquarius at the same time like it was in 2020. But still, you should have gotten a preview of some fourth house themes that should become relevant during the course of this Saturn transit. So good to go back and and think about what happened in the second quarter of 2020 to get a preview of what that's all about. Some of the good news is that Jupiter will be moving through Aquarius at the same time. And that's actually the recent great conjunction which occurred in December in Aquarius was in your fourth house. So Jupiter, whereas Saturn is more about restrictions and limitations and obstacles, Jupiter is the opposite. It's more about um, growth and expansion and a sense of optimism. So that's one really positive thing that's happening this year is even though there's going to be some constriction and some obstacles coming up as a result of Saturn, there's also going to be some growth and expansion when it comes to fourth house matters pertaining to your home, your family, and your private life at the same time. And that Jupiter transit is going to be lasting for about one year all the way until December of 2021. So it's going to be more or less relevant to you for the entirety of this year. So, those two planets moving into Aquarius also ended a long three-year transit of Saturn through your third house of siblings, uh, communication, short-distance travel, and education. So if there are any issues that were coming up in your life that pertain to those topics since December of 2017, the good news is that that long-term transit of obstacles and difficulties is now over. Additionally, as of January of this year, Mars is finally moving out of Aries and moving out of your sixth house, which is the house that has to do with health and work. And for some of you, this would have coincided with a period in the second half of 2020 when Mars went retrograde in Aries where you had to um, expend a lot more energy in work and had to work a lot harder than at other times. For others, it may have coincided with a period of some health issues or some health um, setbacks in the second half of 2020. So, the good news is that right at the top of the year, Mars is finally leaving that six month transit through Aries and it moves into Taurus on the 6th of January. So, that's actually good news for those of you that were looking forward to getting out of some of those more difficult. Long term third and sixth house transits that really came to a head in 2020, so most of last year. Other major transits I want to talk about are Uranus is transiting through your seventh house of relationships, and um, it's going to form three exact squares with Saturn over the course of this year. So that's kind of important because Uranus transiting through your seventh house of relationships is already uh, a transit that may bring some unexpected disruptions, some new innovations, and general revolutions when it comes to the way that you relate to other people in your life one-on-one. If you're in a long-term relationship, then this may pertain to your relationship with your romantic partner. In some instances, it can also relate to business partners or other very close one-on-one relationships like that, but the general theme of Uranus is sometimes um, unexpected disruptions as the main keyword. So with Uranus squaring Saturn, which is transiting through your fourth house of your home and living situation and family, there could be some tension between those two areas of your life that comes to a head at different points during the course of 2021. Uh, So the three exact squares between Saturn and Uranus are going to take place between 7 degrees and Uh, 13 degrees of Aquarius and Taurus. So any of you with natal planets placed between 7 and 13 degrees of fixed signs, I think this is going to be the most sensitive degrees for you or sensitive points for you during the course of 2021. So the first exact Saturn-Uranus square happens in mid-February at 7 degrees of Aquarius and Taurus. The second square happens June 14th at 13 degrees of Aquarius and Taurus. And then the third and final exact square occurs on December 24th, 2021 at 11 degrees of Aquarius and Taurus. So pay attention to those degrees and pay attention to those dates. So There are going to be a few points where Mars is going to transit through the fixed signs this year of Taurus, Leo, and Scorpio, and that could bring some additional trigger or additional sort of agitation which could set off the Saturn-Uranus square and um, lead to a sort of galvanizing of events in those specific spheres of your life, specifically in the area of the seventh house of relationships and the fourth house of the home and living situation. Although in some instances, for example, when Mars goes through Leo, it could draw in some topics related to your career. And when Mars goes through Scorpio, it could draw in some topics related to your mind or your body, and sometimes that can be things related to your physical health or in some instances your mental health and well-being. So the specific dates for when Mars is really going to get tied in with the Mars-Saturn stuff are mid-January, January 13th through the 20th when Mars squares Saturn and conjoins Uranus exactly, July 1st through the 3rd when Mars opposes Saturn and squares Uranus, and then November 10th through the 17th when Saturn squares Uh, Mars squares Saturn and Mars then opposes Uranus. So there's probably much broader periods of time where I would pay attention to not just Mars hitting those exact aspects, but also when it's moving through the fixed signs. Like for example, in January, it moves into Taurus on the 6th, and it stays in that sign until it eventually moves into um, the the following sign of Gemini on March 3rd. So that entire period is going to be operative for you in some ways, because Mars going through Taurus is going through your seventh house of relationships. So you should pay attention to the broader spans of time when Mars is moving through the fixed signs of Taurus, Leo, and Scorpio this year. But those specific dates that I gave you should be focal points when some of those energies activating the Saturn Uranus square are going to be at the most their most acute or most intense in some ways. All right. So, other things I want to touch on this year are the eclipses which are going to take place in your second house of finances, your eighth house of shared resources, and eventually your seventh house of relationships. So, the first set of eclipses occurs in late May and early June and this is a lunar eclipse in Sagittarius on May 26th and a solar eclipse in J- on June 10th in Gemini. So, Sagittarius and Gemini are your second house Eighth house axis, which has to do with um, it's basically the financial axis in your chart, primarily, which pertains to the second house of your own personal resources and finances and possessions. And then the eighth house of, of shared resources or the general topic of other people's money and the role that that plays in your life, which can extend to things like taxes, debt, inheritance, and other matters like that the 8th also in traditional astrology has to do with mortality, and sometimes that can come into your life as a significant topic during this time in different ways. Um, So my general keywords or my main keywords for eclipses is great beginnings and great endings. So you're going to see some great beginnings and endings when it comes to financial matters in your life this year. Um, It's partially a continuation though, some themes that already started in 2020, because the eclipse series already um, started moving into this, these two signs of Sagittarius and Gemini. Starting by June of 2020, there was an eclipse in Sagittarius in your second house of finances, a little partial eclipse. It's a lunar eclipse. But then there was definitely already a couple of eclipses in Gemini and Sagittarius at the end of 2020 where there was a Gemini eclipse uh, at the end of November and then a Sagittarius eclipse on December 14th Um, which would have been in your second house. So some of these themes of great endings and beginnings in this sector of your chart already began and should already be in motion by the time you're watching this horoscope. And certainly by the time you get to those eclipses in the second quarter of 2021, some of those themes will already have been initiated and you'll already be experiencing some of the new beginnings and endings um, in the financial sector of your life but good to pay attention to nonetheless. So that's the first set of eclipses. The second set of eclipses, we see the closing down of that cycle or series of eclipses in your second house with a total solar eclipse in Sagittarius on December 4th, which will get bring to con- conclusion um, the sequence of events that have to do with your personal finances and personal possessions at that time will sort of be wrapped up and brought to completion around the time of that eclipse and in the six months following it. And what will will happen then is we'll see the opening of a new series of eclipses, which begins on the Taurus-Scorpio axis, which is your axis of self and other, or basically where you're signified in the chart versus where relationships are signified in the chart, starting with a relationship eclipse, which is a lunar eclipse that occurs in Taurus on November 19th. So, this is important because it's going to accentuate the Uranus transit that I talked about earlier, that's already transiting through your seventh house of relationships uh, for a seven year period that it's only two years into, because Uranus first started dipping into Taurus in May of 2018 and then it fully moved in in May of 2019. And that can coincide with a shakeup in relationships. But now this last lunar eclipse that's occurring in November of 2021 is going to indicate a culmination of events with respect to relationships, and it's going to open up a series of eclipses that are going to bounce back and forth between your 7th house of relationships and 1st house of self over the course of the next year and a half. So um, I wanted to mention that because even though it's not something that's going to be finished or come to conclusion by the end of 2021, it's going to open up a series of events in your life where relationships are going to take more of the focus um, leading into 2022. And we're going to see a lot of action in that sector of your chart, in that sector of your life, the relationship versus self sector, and defining yourself better in relation to others as you move into 2022 but when you look back on it years from now you'll see that some of those trends and themes began in late 2021 with this eclipse that will take place in Taurus so pay attention to some of the things that happen around that time all right other thing the only other thing i wanted to mention is just jupiter's ingress into your fifth house in late december when it moves into the sign of pisces so we can see right there Jupiter moving into Pisces on December 28th, and that's you know incredibly late in the year, and it means that Jupiter is going to be moving through Pisces for all of 2022. So that's a transit that normally I wouldn't really talk about or mention much because it's something that's more relevant to next year, to 2022, than it is this year. However, the reason I'm going to mention it is because Jupiter does make a brief dip into Pisces for a couple of months, starting in mid-May. So we see Jupiter dipping into Pisces at thir- on the 13th of May here, then it will station retrograde at the first degree of Pisces on the solstice on June 20th, and then it will retrograde back into Aquarius at the very end of July on the 28th. So what that means is that because Jupiter is actually going to dip into Pisces for a couple of months there in the middle of 2021 or the second quarter of 2021, you want to pay attention to it because that's going to be a preview of some major themes that are going to come up in 2022. So Pisces for you is your fifth house, and the fifth house traditionally relates to topics such as children and the role that children play in your life, whether they're your own children if you have any, or whether they're like other people's children. For example, if you were like a school teacher or something like that. Uh, other fifth house topics are creativity and creative expre- expression. Um, pleasure in general and also sex and sexuality are fifth house topics. So, with Jupiter moving into the fifth house, that's usually a period of growth and expansion in one or multiple areas related to the fifth house. So, um, children, it could be a good period re- with relation to children or to have children for some of you. Um, for those of you that are uh, artists or into creative expression, this could be a very positive period in which you're creating more and you're more successful in creating things than at other times. And also for some of you with Jupiter going through your fifth house, that could just be a good time for um, sexual exploration and uh, growth and expansion in that area of your life compared to other years um, where maybe you don't have as much growth and expansion or what have you. So, that's a transit that I would pay attention to because you're going to see some themes come up between May and July that might look not like a huge deal at the time. But once we go into 2022, you're going to find that transit becoming much more significant in your life and much more of a focal point next year. So pay attention to that little brief preview window that you get between May and July. All right, I think that is it. And those are the major transits that I wanted to mention for those of you with Scorpio rising for the year of 2021. So thanks a lot for watching this forecast. Good luck this year with your transits. Let me know how things go in the comments section, and I will see you again next year for the horoscope forecast for uh, 2022. So good luck many of the images and calendars that were used in this episode are now available as posters on the AstrologyPodcast.com website. This includes our 2021 planetary alignments calendar, which shows all of the ingresses and retrogrades and lunations this year, the planetary movements calendar, which shows how far through the signs of the zodiac each of the planets will get during the course of 2021, And also other posters that we have like our significations of the 12 houses poster so that you can personalize and understand how each of these transits relates to your own birth chart. We also recently released our 2021 Auspicious Elections Full Year Ahead Electional Astrology Report where Lisa Scheim and I went through each of the next 12 months and we picked out one lucky date which would be good for launching new ventures and undertakings using the principles of electional astrology. So you can find out more about that report at ChrisBrenanAstrologer.com. Hey, my name is Chris Brennan, and this is your horoscope for Sagittarius Rising for the entire year ahead of 2021. So let's go ahead and jump into it. These horoscopes can be read uh, from your sun sign if your sun is in Sagittarius, or your moon sign if your moon is in Sagittarius, but your rising sign or ascendant sign is preferred, since that's going to be more personal to you based on your actual birth chart and time of birth. So let's take a look at the planetary movements calendar, which shows where the planets will start at the beginning of the year and how far through the signs of the zodiac they'll get by the end of the year. Some of the main points that I wanted to talk about, the first one is the recent great conjunction of Saturn-Jupiter occurred in your third house of communication, siblings, short distance travel, and education. So on the one hand, this is the beginning of a three-year transit Of Saturn through that sign, through the sign of Aquarius and through your third house. And Saturn can be more of a constrictive energy that can have to do with um, obstacles and sometimes setbacks or difficulties when it comes to the sphere of communication. Um, If you have siblings, it can be about your relationship with your siblings and some tensions there that may have to be worked out. But ultimately, for many of you, especially those of you with day charts, these will be Um, constructive obstacles that once you encounter them, you'll eventually be able to overcome them and come out of it stronger and having improved communications as a result. So you should have gotten a little bit of a preview of what this transit will be about last year. When Saturn dipped into Aquarius from the beginning of April until the beginning of July, it just moved into the first degree or two of Aquarius and then retrograded back out into Capricorn But that should have given you a little bit of a preview of what this third house transit is going to be all about for the course of the next two to three years that Saturn will be moving through that sign. So that's a little bit more challenging but potentially constructive. The good news is that the first year of that transit, Saturn is going to be accompanied by Jupiter, which also moved into Aquarius in December of 2020, and will stay there all the way until December of 2021. So, Jupiter is more about growth and expansion and optimism. So, there's going to be an expansion in this area of your life, in addition to some of the consolidating or constrictive significations of Saturn. So, this could be about learning how to communicate what you know, learning how to communicate more effectively, and potentially getting some benefits as a result of communication in the process. Um, There may also be some benefits as a result of travel and travel being a source of or at least moving around locally being a source of benefit for you at different points in this year, and also other benefits from third house um, people which would include siblings but also sometimes extended family and relatives and also potentially friends. So those are areas of your life where you'll have some growth and try to find Um, balance and equilibrium between growth versus uh, consolidation of what you have. And in some instances, you'll have to decide some things to remove from your life and some things to add or keep in your life that are working in your favor. So that'll be one of your main challenges this year. So one of the good things right at the, the top of the year is that with Saturn moving into Aquarius, that ends a long three-year transit of saturn moving through your second house of finances that started in december of 2017 so that could be that was probably a period in which financial matters were a little bit more difficult for you you may have encountered some major obstacles and setbacks when it comes to money or personal possessions um last year might have been a little bit better since there would have been a mixture of jupiter and saturn transits so while there may have been some consolidation and some hard lessons in 2020, there may have also been some opportunities for growth with Jupiter moving through your second house at the same time, so Jupiter has also moved on. Um, but I think this is going to take a lot of the focus away from second house matters for most of this year um, and less financial focus than previous years of your life, especially over the past course of the past two or three years. So that's good news. Um, Mars has also moved out of your 5th house where it had a long retrograde transit in the second half of 2020. The 5th house is the house that pertains to children, um, sex and sexuality, and creative expression. And there could have been some tensions or some conflict in that area in the second half of 2020. But the good news is that with Mars moving into Taurus on January 6th, it's completely ending that very long, somewhat arduous six-month transit through Uh, Aries and through your 5th house, so that's good news. All right, other things I wanted to touch on, Uranus is moving through your 6th house in Taurus, which is the house of health and work, and it's going to be squaring Saturn in your 3rd house of communication um, off and on over the course of the entirety of 2021 with three exact squares between Saturn and Uranus. So somehow it's tying together. Your third house of communication, siblings, short-distance travel, and other topics with your sixth house of work and health. And it may be indicating some tensions that come up during the course of 2021 that are somehow interlinking those two areas of your life. So the first exact square between Saturn and Uranus occurs on February 17th or mid-February between 7 degrees of Aquarius and 7 Taurus. Uh, this the next square occurs June 14th from 13 Aquarius to 13 Taurus. And then finally, the third exact square occurs on December 24th between 11 Aquarius and 11 Taurus. So any of you that have personal planets in your birth chart between 7 and 13 degrees approximately of the fixed signs, that Saturn-Uranus square is going to be much more important for you because you'll get, be getting simultaneous transits of Saturn and Uranus to those personal points um, during the course of this year. So, Saturn tends to be about restrictions, and Uranus tends to be about liberation and about um, getting rid of areas where you're under control or sometimes sudden upsets or sudden disruptions. So, in this context, we're talking about in the context of your health or in the context of your. Um, work life. So that Uranus transit through Taurus and through your sixth house has been going on for a couple of years now off and on since May of 2018 and May of 2019. And it's something that still has, I think, approximately five more years to go. So it's going to be ongoing for quite a while. But this year, you should pay attention to the overlap between the topics of your third and sixth houses as points of tension during the course of 2021. This is going to be emphasized and kind of exacerbated, especially when transiting Mars goes through the three fixed signs this year of Taurus, Leo, and Scorpio where it's going to form exact hard aspects with Saturn and Uranus. And that may act as a sort of trigger um, where there's a sudden like intensification of pressure in those areas of your life at that time. So for example, in mid-January, Mars squares Saturn on January 13th and then it conjoins Uranus on January 20th. Then again later in the year on July 1st and 3rd, Mars opposes Saturn and then squares Uranus. Then finally in mid November, Mars squares Saturn and then opposes Uranus November 10th and November 17th. So those are kind of like pressure points this year where if there are tensions in those areas of your life, I'd expect those that would be when things sort of come to a head so that it forces you to address address it and kind of open a pressure release valve in order to remove some of the pressure from that area of your life before things kind of um, explode or or become much more serious or sort of out of control in some way. So those are some of the tense parts of the year with the Mars transits hitting the Saturn-Uranus. Other things that I wanted to talk about that are especially important in our perhaps more important for you than many of the other rising signs are the eclipses that are going to take place this year in Sagittarius and Gemini, especially, which is your first house of self and your seventh house of relationships. So the first eclipse set set, there's they always come in in pairs, is going to take place in the second quarter of 2021, starting first with a total lunar eclipse in Sagittarius, on May 26th in your first house of mind, body, self and appearance. So that should be a culmination of events because it's a lunar eclipse that had started 6 months earlier in December of 2020 when there was a solar eclipse that took place in the same sign of Sagittarius. And then a couple of weeks later there's going to be a solar eclipse in the sign of Gemini in the house of relationships, partnership, marriage and other people in your life. On June 10th. So, this is a continuation of a series of eclipses that really started around June of 2020, but definitely picked up in late 2020, starting in late November when there was a- an eclipse in Gemini in your seventh house, a lunar eclipse, and then on December 14th when there's a solar eclipse in Sagittarius in your first house of self. So, the Eclipse series in 2021 is just a continuation of some of these themes. Of My keywords for eclipses are major beginnings and major endings when it comes to the topics of self and relationships in your life, and especially the things that you do in order to balance those two areas in terms of balancing what you need to do um, to maintain your own self and your mental and physical vitality. Um, versus what you need to do in order to maintain your relationships and to maintain the sort of give-and-take between those two areas of your life. That's going to be one of your major lessons this year that you're going to be going back and forth between and trying to maintain, perhaps having to put more energy into one area or the other at different points depending on where the eclipses are falling at different times in the year. But major beginnings and some major changes in those two areas of your life is one of the most distinguishing factors of 2021. So that's the first eclipse series. Then there's a second eclipse series that occurs later in the year in November and December, where on December 4th, we get the final uh, solar eclipse, which is going to occur in Sagittarius, which will be the final one of that series in your first house of self. But then in November, there's an interesting thing where the eclipses shift into another set of signs, and we get a lunar eclipse which occurs in Taurus on November 19th. So that's in your sixth house of work and health. And so this is the beginning of a series of eclipses that's really going to take place mainly in 2022, but it's kind of a preview of some of the themes that are to come when the eclipses start happening in Taurus and Scorpio over the course of the next couple of years. And we get the very first one of that eclipse series here in November of 2021 in your sixth house. So because it's a lunar eclipse, I would expect it to indicate a culmination of events or shining a sort of spotlight suddenly which where much more of your focus will suddenly become on sixth house matters pertaining to either your health or pre- and maintaining health and what it takes to maintain good health, or alternatively towards your work and what you have to do for work in order to get by and survive and support yourself materially and financially. So I don't know that that's necessarily going to all happen at once, but instead it's opening sort of a window that's going to become more significant as we move forward into 2022. But when you look back on it years later, you may find that some of the themes that then played out over the next couple of years really began in November of 2021 with this first lunar eclipse in Taurus. So pay attention to it. All right, there was only one other major thing that I wanted to touch on for your horoscope for 2021, and that is Jupiter's ingress into Pisces in late December of 2021, which is into your 4th house of your home, your living situation, your parents, and your private life. So Jupiter, of course, is the planet of growth and expansion and optimism and this could indicate some new developments and new growth and developments with respect to your home and living situation or with respect to something happening in the life of your family and your private life opposite to the 10th house which is your public life and your your work and your career um so that can be a good period for all of those things it doesn't begin until very late december of 2021 when Jupiter moves into Pisces on the 28th. So normally, it's not something that I would include in a forecast for 2021 because it's mainly a transit that's going to take place over the course of 12 months in 2022. However, the reason I'm mentioning it is because starting in May, there's going to be this preview period where Jupiter um, it zooms through Aquarius in the first few months of the year and then it just barely dips into Pisces starting on the 13th of May. So it actually goes into your 4th house for a couple of months and begins a two-month preview period of what that transit into your 4th house is going to be like for the entirety of 2022. So pay attention to that. Jupiter goes into Pisces starting on May 13th, then it stations retrograde on the solstice on the 20th of June, And then it retrogrades out of Pisces and moves back into Aquarius by the 28th of July. We can see it there moving back into Aquarius and then it moves back into your third house of communication where it has unfinished business that it needs to finish up during the course of the second half of 2021. But I want you to pay attention to that brief little two-month dip into Pisces because um, it's going to indicate themes that are going to become much more prominent and much more significant and positive. Um, as your ruling planet moves into your fourth house for the entirety of next year. So it should be some good developments with respect to home and living situation, family, and private life. All right, I think those are the main things that I wanted to mention with respect to your horoscope, this sort of broad bird's-eye view of the year-ahead forecast for 2021. So thanks a lot for watching, good luck this year, And I'll see you again next year in 2022 for your forecast for the year ahead, probably next December. So good luck and see you then. Many of the images and calendars that were used in this episode are now available as posters on the AstrologyPodcast.com website. This includes our 2021 planetary alignments calendar, which shows all of the ingresses and retrogrades and lunations this year, the planetary movements calendar which shows how far through the signs of the zodiac each of the planets will get during the course of 2021, and also other posters that we have like our significations of the 12 houses poster so that you can personalize and understand how each of these transits relates to your own birth chart. We also recently released our 2021 Auspicious Elections Full Year Ahead Electional Astrology Report where Lisa Scheim and I went through each of the next 12 months and we picked out one lucky date. Which would be good for launching new ventures and undertakings using the principles of electional astrology. So you can find out more about that report at ChrisBrenanAstrologer.com. Hey, my name is Chris Brennan, and this is your horoscope for Capricorn and Capricorn Rising for the entire year ahead of 2021. So you can listen to this from the perspective of your sun sign if your sun is in Capricorn, or your moon sign if your moon is in Capricorn. But rising sign or Ascendant sign is preferred because that's going to be more uh, specific to you in terms of your birth chart based on your actual birth time. So let's go ahead and jump into it. So this is the planetary movements calendar that shows where the planets will start at the beginning of the year and how far through the signs the zodiac they'll get by the end of the year. Some of the major points that I wanted to touch on first are The Saturn-Jupiter conjunction, the great conjunction which just occurred in Aquarius in December of 2020, recently um, heralded heralded the move of Jupiter and Saturn into your second house of finances and personal possessions. So that's going to be one of the major transits that you have over the course of this year. So the second house has to do with finances, possessions, income. Saturn moving into your second house um, is beginning a two- or three-year transit through that sector of your chart that pertains to finances, and sometimes this can coincide with a period that is um, there's a little bit more obstacles and, and more setbacks when it comes to financial matters during this time, or sometimes a period of consolidation when it comes to your finances. Now, there should have been a little bit of a preview of what this will be all about last year in 2020, In the second quarter when Saturn dipped into Aquarius for a few months between the beginning of April and early July. So during that time, um, it was probably a little bit more tumultuous for financial matters because Mars also ingressed into that house at the same time, which was kind of difficult. Um, But nonetheless, it should give you a little bit of a heads up about some of the themes that you'll experience as Saturn moves through your second house of finances over the course of the next two to three years. The good news is that Jupiter moving through Aquarius at the same time for the first year uh, for the majority of 2021 is going to balance things out and bring um, a counterbalancing sense of growth and expansion and a little bit of optimism when it comes to your financial outlook this year. So that's a much more positive transit. And one of your goals this year is going to be learning how to moderate the expansive tendencies of Jupiter with the more consolidative tendencies of Saturn uh in when it comes especially to your finances and personal possessions over the course of 2021. So that's one of the major transits that I wanted to mention right at off the bat. So one good thing about this year is that the long first house and fourth house transits that you were having last year are finally over. So from December starting in December of 2017 Saturn moved into Capricorn and into your first house of self and body and mind and appearance, and that started a three-year transit of Saturn through Capricorn which may have been much more heavy. It may have been a period in which sometimes you were more pessimistic or potentially even depressed, um, and in which you may have encountered some obstacles and setback both in terms of Mental things as well as physical things pertaining to your body and physical constitution. So the good news is that that transit is over now that Jupiter, now that Saturn has moved into Aquarius and moved out of Capricorn. So you should feel to some extent like an alleviation of kind of a weight that you've had on your shoulders for the past three years now, as Saturn has been making its way through the sign of Capricorn. So that's that's one positive thing. The other thing is that Mars. Um, starting in January, it's going to move into Taurus, and it's going to complete its six-month transit through the sign of Aries, which is your fourth house of your home, your living situation, and your parents. So Mars went retrograde in Aries in the second half of 2020, so that it spent an abnormally long period of time going through your fourth house, which could have coincided with a period of extra stress and tension and potentially even strife When it comes to your home and living situation, or your family and private life in general, so that's one of the other good things that you can kind of look forward to right off the bat. Starting in January of 2021, is the alleviation of that transit um, at the very beginning of the year, which is is a pretty good thing for those of you that did experience the more tense sides of that in the second half of 2020. All right, other things going on this year. Transiting Uranus, which is going through your fifth house of um, children, creative expression, and sex and sexuality, is going to be squaring Saturn exactly three times during the course of 2021. So that's one of the major outer planet transits, and it's indicating some sort of tension between your fifth house of children and creativity and sex and pleasure versus your second house of finances and possessions and income, and some sort of basic tension in that area where the second house Saturn transit is about consolidating resources and maybe cutting back or doing with less financially, but the Uranus transit is bringing in some unexpected disruptions when it comes to creative pursuits, when it comes to the topic of children in your life, or the topic of sex and sexuality in general. So, there's going to be three specific exact squares between Saturn and Uranus in this area of your chart. Um, first, in mid February, when Saturn at seven Aquarius squares Uranus at seven Taurus. Then, in mid June, when Saturn squares Uranus again at 13 degrees of the same signs. Then, on December 23rd, the third and final square of Saturn and Uranus at 11 degrees of Aquarius and Taurus. So, any of you that have, um, natal placements in your birth chart between 7 and 13 degrees of fixed signs, those should be especially sensitive to those squares this year and the potential for some tensions and some um, unexpected disruptions between keeping the status quo and consolidating things versus sort of breaking out and um, liberating yourself in some area of your life or through something. Uh, It's almost as if one of the main tensions this year is between the obligation of what you need to do to make money to survive versus the desire to feel liberation through like extracurricular activities and through um, things which are done for pleasure in order to have a good time. Those are t- two of the major tensions that you're going to have during the course of this year. And there's going to be three points where when Mars goes through the fixed signs of Taurus, Leo, and Scorpio, it's going to make hard aspects to Saturn and Uranus, and it's going to activate that Saturn Uranus square in kind of a tense way. And that could be part of the flashpoint or the period where some of those tensions erupt and become uh, much more the focal point of your life during those times. So three periods that I want to highlight in particular are when Mars forms the exact hard aspects of a square conjunction in opposition to transiting Saturn and Uranus. The first one is between January 13th and 20th when Mars squares Saturn and then conjoins Uranus. Then again, July 1st through the 3rd when Mars opposes Saturn and squares Uranus. And then finally, November 10th through November 17th when Mars squares Saturn and then opposes Uranus. So those are three points generally where it'll sort of peak in terms of the intensity of the Saturn-Uranus squares really getting activated by Mars at that time, and there'll be good periods to pay attention to um, those two areas of your life as a potential um, breaking point where some of the tensions may erupt into something that you have to actually deal with and address rather than just being able to sort of sweep it under the rug as you may have been able to do in the past. All right, so the other things that I wanted to mention for this year that are important for you are the eclipses that are taking place in your 12th, 6th, and 5th houses. So the 12th and 6th house eclipses are taking place in Sagittarius uh, and Gemini. So the first one is a lunar eclipse in Sagittarius on May 26th in your 12th house, and then there's a solar eclipse two weeks later on June 10th at 19 degrees of Gemini. So this is your 6th and 12th house axis. And the major um, keywords that I have for the 6th house are work and health. And the 12th house axis or the 12th house topics have to do with things like seclusion, um, mental health, as opposed to the physical health that is more related to the 6th house, Um, and sometimes also dealing with People that you don't get along with in your life or people that might even be categorized as enemies in some way according to traditional astrology are um, ones that are more likely to take a focal point in terms of those tensions coming to the surface when you start having eclipses in your 12th and 6th houses. So basically figuring out what you need to do about people that you don't get along with in your life. And perhaps having some great beginnings and great endings when it comes to those relationships. So That can also extend to um, matters of work which is a major sixth house topic and starting or ending major jobs as well as some health matters and paying more attention to both your physical as well as your mental health and sometimes starting new routines in order to maintain balance and equilibrium in that area of your life. So, These are not necessarily new themes because this is a continuation of a series of eclipses that already started in 2020, um, potentially as early as June of 2020 when there was a, a lunar eclipse in Sagittarius. But definitely by November and December of 2020 when we had a lunar eclipse in Gemini followed by a solar eclipse in Sagittarius on December 14th, you should have already started to see some of these topics arise in that area of your life. And many of the eclipses throughout 2021 will just be a continuation of some of those themes of great endings and great beginnings. So that brings us to the second set of eclipses because they always come in pairs, which occur late in the year in 2021. One of them is closing out the Sagittarius and Gemini eclipse series when there's a final solar eclipse at 12 degrees of Sagittarius on December 4th. And it will bring some of those themes having to do with 12th house topics to a completion that I was just talking about with the end of the series. But then also there's the opening of a new set of eclipses in a new pair of signs beginning with a partial lunar eclipse in Taurus on November 19th. So Taurus for you is your fifth house of uh, children, uh, creative expression, and sex and sexuality, And this is beginning a new series of eclipses that's going to bounce back and forth between your 5th house and your 11th house of friends and groups and alliances during the course of 2022. So the shift of major beginnings and major endings is going to start taking place in the 11th house of friends and the 5th house of children, and it really opens up with this lunar eclipse in your 5th house in Taurus in November. So I wanted to mention it, even though this is something that's going to become much more prominent and much more of a focal point in 2022, just because when you look back on it in future years, you'll probably realize that the series of events that started happening in that sphere of your life really began with this lunar eclipse that's going to take place in Taurus in November, and it may accelerate some of the themes that I was talking about earlier with respect to the Uranus transit going through your fifth house and some of the um sudden developments taking place as a result of that long-term transit. So the the lunar eclipse is just going to put more of a spotlight on that specific area of your life starting in November. All right, other transits I wanted to mention before we wrap up your year ahead horoscope are just the Jupiter ingress into Pisces in late December of 2021, which goes into your third house of communication, siblings, travel and education. So even though this transit occurs very, very late in the years, we can see Jupiter going into Pisces where on uh, December 28th, and it will stay there and primarily be moving through Pisces in 2022. So normally, this isn't one that I would deal with in a year-ahead horoscope for 2021. But the reason I want to mention it here is there's going to be this really interesting preview period where Jupiter will go into Pisces, Um, earlier in the year from May until late July. So we see Jupiter move into Pisces on the 13th of May here. Then in June, it stations retrograde on the 20th, right on the solstice in Pisces. I think it's at one degree of Pisces. Then at the very end of July, we see Jupiter retrograding out of Pisces and moving back into Aquarius. So the reason that I mentioned that is Um, it's basically going to give you a preview of what next year's transit of Jupiter in Pisces where it's going to become much more of a focal point of growth and expansion and new developments when it comes to communication and learning new ways to communicate what you know, and perhaps having um, an expansion of some relationships with third house individuals, which can include siblings, neighbors, extended family and relatives, and some types of friendship, very close friends who are like brothers or sisters to you, um, you're going to see some of that start to happening already between the middle of May and late July. So take note if you start to see growth in any of those areas happening suddenly, because even if it goes away or even if it looks like it was just a temporary thing that happens for a couple of months and then it fades out of your life, it may actually come back again starting in December of 2021. And at that point, it will take on a much more significant and lasting role in your life. As a period of growth and expansion with respect to those topics. So I wanted to mention it here just to give you a heads up about something that will, again, start moving or start to arise in your life in 2021, but that will end up playing a much more significant role next year in 2022. All right, I think that's it in terms of the main overview of the transits for Capricorn rising for uh, the entire year ahead of 2021. So thanks a lot for watching this forecast. Um, Let me know what you think in the comments section. Good luck next year, and I'll see you again next December for the forecast for 2022. So good luck and take care. Many of the images and calendars that were used in this episode are now available as posters on the AstrologyPodcast.com website. This includes our 2021 planetary alignments calendar, which shows all of the ingresses and retrogrades and lunations this year. The planetary movements calendar which shows how far through the signs of the zodiac each of the planets will get during the course of 2021, and also other posters that we have like our significations of the 12 houses poster so that you can personalize and understand how each of these transits relates to your own birth chart. We also recently released our 2021 Auspicious Elections Full Year Ahead Electional Astrology Report where Lisa Scheim and I went through each of the next 12 months and we picked out one lucky date which would be good for launching new ventures and undertakings using the principles of electional astrology. So you can find out more about that report at chrisbrennanastrologer.com. Hey, my name is Chris Brennan, and this is your horoscope for Aquarius rising for the entire year ahead for 2021. All right, so you can look at these horoscopes from the perspective of your Sun sign if your Sun is in Aquarius or your Moon sign if your Moon is in Aquarius, but your rising or ascendant sign is preferred because that's going to be more unique in particular to you based on your birth chart and your actual birth time. All right, so let's first look at the planetary movements calendar, which shows where the planets will start at the beginning of the year and what signs of the zodiac they'll move through by the end of the year of 2021. So the first major transit that I wanted to talk about, of course, that comes to mind uh, for the entire year and is relevant for the entire year of 2021 is that Saturn and Jupiter have actually moved into Aquarius and therefore into your first house or into your rising sign. And that's actually the sign where they formed the great conjunction that occurred that was visible in the night sky in December of 2021 or December of 2020, I should say, was actually in your sign of Aquarius. So the energy of that conjunction is going to echo out for the entirety of 2021. And Saturn is going to be transiting through Aquarius for the next three years, whereas Jupiter is going to spend most of 2021 in Aquarius before it moves into Pisces in December of 2021 and departs from that sign. So Saturn into Aquarius and into your first house can bring some challenges or some obstacles or difficulties when it comes to matters pertaining to the first house topics such as your mind and your body. So It can be a much more serious time in which you become more serious and more reflective in some ways. There could be more focus on body issues and needing to address some issues that come up with respect to your physical or your mental health during this time as part of an ongoing long-term process. So for some of you, that can be um, just a, a little bit of a process of like aging and getting older and becoming more aware of your age. And becoming more aware of the sort of effects of aging as you go on. Um, that is thankfully going to be balanced out a little bit by the transit of Jupiter through Aquarius this year, which is a little bit more optimistic and a little bit about growth and expansion when it comes to both um, things regarding your mind as well as things regarding your body and should help to balance out some of the physical issues if there's any health things that arise. With the potential for being able to address them through direct action. So, the good news, let's see, um, the good news is that this has ended a three year transit of Saturn through Capricorn and through your 12th house. And the 12th house can be an area of solitude, an area of dealing with areas of self undoing, um, an area that has to do with. those who work at cross purposes to you in terms of your life and having some obstacles and difficulties come up with respect to those people people that you let's say don't get along with are traditional 12th house people like traditionally in the text they would say enemies for example so the good news is that that transit is over another transit that you've you're ending as we start the year of 2021 is Mars was went retrograde through your 3rd house of communication and siblings and your neighborhood. And starting in January, on January 6th, Mars is going to move into Taurus, so it's going to complete this 6-month transit of Mars through your 3rd house. So this may have coincided with some challenges or strife or um, Mars-related issues with respect to communication in the second half of 2020, And the good news is that that basically gets alleviated and that transit comes to an end right at the beginning of the year in the first week of 2021. So that's definitely some good news. So With respect to the Saturn transit through Aquarius, which is a three-year-long transit that we're getting the first year of now, there actually should have been a preview or an opening phase of that that occurred between late March and um, early July of 2020 when Saturn first dipped into Aquarius for just a few months in the uh, second quarter of of last year of 2020. So that's something that may have given you a bit of a preview of what this long-term Saturn transit is going to be about. That was probably a more difficult period with respect to either mental or physical issues because Mars would have been transiting through your first house at the same time um, in the second quarter of 2020. So I don't want to... Overplay that in terms of saying that the entire Saturn transit is going to be just as difficult over the next three years, but it may have brought up certain issues that you may still be working with or dealing with on an ongoing basis as Saturn moves through your first house over the course of the next two to three years. All right, so that's one of the major transits I wanted to touch on. Other transits that I wanted to mention for this year is Uranus, which is transiting through your fourth house in Taurus and has been since. May of 2018 and May of 2019 will square Saturn exactly three times this year. So this is important because Uranus is transiting through the fourth house of your home, your living situation, your parents, your broader family in general, as well as your private life. And so there may be some sort of tension this year between some of the things that are indicated by the Saturn transit going through your first house of mind and body. And some tension that it brings up between your fourth house of your home and living situation and parents. So Uranus transits can be um, somewhat disruptive, somewhat unexpected, indicating unexpected changes with respect to the home and living situation or things with the parents. And somehow, or for some reason, there's a tension between that area of the fourth house and the home and living situation and the first house of mind and body over the course of this year. So the exact, the three exact hits that will occur. Where Saturn will square Uranus exactly first occur in mid-February uh, from 7 degrees of Aquarius to Uranus at 7 degrees of Taurus, then on June 14th from Saturn at 13 degrees of Aquarius through uh, Uranus at 13 degrees of Taurus, and then finally the third and final hit will be on December 24th from 11 Aquarius to 11 Taurus. So those are the periods when that square will be at its peak And especially for those of you who have fixed sign placements in your birth chart between 7 and 13 degrees, I would expect that those will be very sensitive degrees this year where some of those tensions could really manifest or come to the forefront if you have placements there in your birth chart in those fixed signs. So that's going to be especially the case and maybe triggered by some of the Mars transits this year when Mars goes through the three fixed signs of Taurus, Leo, and Scorpio over the course of 2021. And especially when Mars makes exact hard aspects to Saturn and Uranus, first uh, between January 13th and January 20th when Mars squares Saturn and conjoins Uranus, then again July 1st through the 3rd when Mars opposes Saturn and squares Uranus, and then finally again the last time, November 10th through the 17th when Mars squares Saturn and then opposes Uranus. So if there are tensions between those two areas of your life, of your first house of self and your fourth house of your home and living situation in private life, then those are periods where some of those tensions could erupt or become much more prominent so that they need to be addressed at that time in order to um, avoid it turning into a much larger issue. Um, So I'd pay attention to those dates um, especially, and also just more in general, the dates when Mars will be transiting through the three fixed signs of Taurus, Leo, and Scorpio this year as it may draw in some other topics related to relationships or career. All right, so other things I want to touch on are the eclipses which are taking place in your 11th house of friends, your 5th house of children, and your 4th house of your home and living situation. So the first, two, the first pair of eclipses is going to occur in May and June between Sagittarius and Gemini. So Sagittarius is your 11th house of friends, uh, alliances, groups, and as well as hopes and wishes for the future in general. So this could indicate some great beginnings and great endings when it comes to friends in your life as well as groups and alliances in general. Um, there's also going to be eclipses in your 5th house, and the 5th house signifies things like children, creative expression, uh, as well as pleasure and sex and sexuality in general, or just the ways in which you have or experience pleasure in your life as a general topic, there should be some great beginnings as well as great endings in that area of your life. So these should not necessarily be new things per se, but instead it's a continuation of some themes that probably began last year in 2020 when that eclipse series started hitting those specific signs of Gemini and Sagittarius. So that could have gone back as early as June of 2020 when there was a very brief, very small lunar eclipse in the sign of Sagittarius, but definitely by late 2020 when there was a major lunar eclipse in Gemini and then a major solar eclipse in Sagittarius on December 14th. um, That was the full opening of that eclipse series, and you should have seen some major events start to develop in terms of your 11th house of friends and your 5th house of um, children and creativity during that time, and you'll see a continuation of that throughout most of the year of 2021. All right, so that's the first eclipse series which occurs in quarter two of 2021. The second pair of eclipses occurs at the very end of the year. There is um, a Sagittarius solar eclipse on December 4th, which is the final eclipse in your 11th house of friends and groups, and it brings that eclipse series to an end. So whatever the sequence of events is in terms of great beginnings and great endings starts to get wrapped up by that time. But then there's also the opening of a new set of eclipses in a a new pair of signs of Taurus and Scorpio that takes place with the lunar eclipse on November 19th in the sign of Taurus. So Taurus in your chart, as we talked about earlier, is your 4th house of your home and your living situation and your parents. And the opening of this eclipse series means that there's going to be even more attention that shifts towards and more of a spotlight that shifts towards your 4th house of your home and living situation and private life as well as your relationship with your parents starting at the very end of 2021. And this is actually going to open up a series of events that's going to, and, and a series of eclipses that's going to bounce back and forth between your fourth house of your home and private life, and your tenth house of your career and your public life and overall life direction. That's going to play out over the course of 2022. But I wanted to mention it here because many years from now, when you look back on this, you'll probably realize that that series of eclipses or series of events that started in late 2021 began with this eclipse and then it turned into something much more significant over the course of 2022. But when you look back, you'll realize that it actually started here with this first eclipse in Taurus in 2021. So pay attention to that as it will potentially snowball into a much bigger thing by early next year. All right, so those are the eclipses. There's only one other thing I meant to mention. In terms of major transits in this overview of 2021, and that is the Jupiter ingress into your second house when Jupiter goes into Pisces in late December. So here we can see Jupiter moving into Pisces on the 28th of December, where it's going to spend most of basically the following year of 2022. And normally I wouldn't mention this in a year ahead forecast for 2021 because it's something that really doesn't start until the very end of the year and pertains much more to next next year's transits than this year's. However, If you look at the ephemeris and the planetary alignments I've got here for 2021, we can actually see that Jupiter just barely dips into Pisces for a couple of months starting on May 13th. So Jupiter moves into Pisces on the 13th of May, then it slows down and it stations retrograde in the first degrees of Pisces on June 20th, right there on the the solstice when the Sun moves into Cancer. And then Jupiter eventually retrogrades out back into Aquarius, At the very end of July on the 28th. So What that means is that there's going to be this very brief two-month preview of what Jupiter in Pisces is going to be all about for you, and I think that's going to be important to pay attention to because it's going to become a much more significant long-term theme that you're going to experience in 2022. So Pisces, for those of you with Aquarius rising, is your second whole sign house. So the second house is the place that pertains to money and finances and personal possessions, and Jupiter is generally speaking the planet of growth and expansion and optimism. So you could see a period of increased financial gain or uh, positive developments in terms of your personal possessions and personal wealth during this time. It's something that's going to be much more significant in 2022, but pay attention to what happens between May and July, in that specific area of your life because if you see growth and expansion in the area of finances during that time, then that actually may be a nice preview of what's to come next year in 2022 when you have an entire year of Jupiter moving through that sign. So that's something to pay attention to and something to look forward to. All right, I think that's actually it in terms of the main transits that I wanted to highlight this year for your year-ahead forecast for 2021, So good luck this year. Let me know how things go in the comments section below, Um, and I will see you again maybe next year for the forecast for 2022. So good luck and take care. Many of the images and calendars that were used in this episode are now available as posters on the astrologypodcast.com website. This includes our 2021 planetary alignments calendar, which shows all of the ingresses and retrogrades and lunations this year, The planetary movements calendar, which shows how far through the signs of the zodiac each of the planets will get during the course of 2021, and also other posters that we have like our significations of the 12 houses poster so that you can personalize and understand how each of these transits relates to your own birth chart. We also recently released our 2021 Auspicious Elections Full Year Ahead Electional Astrology Report, where Lisa Scheim and I went through each of the next 12 months and we picked out one lucky date which would be good for launching new ventures and undertakings using the principles of electional astrology. So you can find out more about that report at chrisbrennanastrologer.com. Hey, my name is Chris Brennan, and this is your horoscope for Pisces rising for the entire year ahead of 2021. All right, so you can look at these horoscopes from the perspective of your Sun sign if your Sun is in Pisces or your Moon sign if your Moon is in Pisces, but your rising sign is preferred because that's going to be more unique and specific to you based on your birth time and your entire birth chart. So Let's go ahead and look at the planetary movements calendar, which shows where the planets will start at the beginning of the year and which signs of the zodiac they'll move through by the end of the year. In terms of major transits, I wanted to first touch on Saturn and Jupiter, which have recently moved into Aquarius, and they will recently started moving into your 12th house or through your 12th house as one of the major long-term transits this year. So the good news about that is that Saturn um, has now moved out of your 11th house of friends and groups and alliances where it's been transiting since December of 2017. So that was a three-year transit that may have seen some obstacles and difficulties and setbacks in the context of your friends and social groups so that um, you may have lost some friends or found yourself consolidating your friend group in some way. So the good news is that that period's kind of over. Um, On the other hand, with Saturn now moving through your 12th house, the 12th house has more to do with um, things like solitude and places of solitude. Um, It also has to do with sometimes people that you don't get along with in your life or who work at cross-purposes to you, sometimes including people like enemies or outright enemies or people that work against you. Um, It can also have to do with ways in which sometimes You undermine yourself or become your own worst enemy in some ways, and finding ways to come to terms with that so that you don't undermine yourself or create obstacles for yourself that are unnecessary. So, you should have got a preview of what this transit is all about last year in the second quarter of 2020 when Saturn first dipped into Aquarius for a few months between late March and early July. So it would have also been transiting through that that sign at the same time as Mars, so it may have been more difficult during that time. And you may have seen some issues coming up with respect to enemies, with respect to sometimes health issues come up during 12th house transits. It can also be a period in which um, you deal more with mental health issues and what it takes in order to maintain mental health, uh, optimum mental health. So during that time, it would have been more difficult. So it's not necessarily going to be that difficult for this entire transit of Saturn through Aquarius over the course of the next three years, but just that it may have brought up some topics that you may see come up at different points over the course of the next couple of years. The good news about that is that Jupiter is transiting through Aquarius this year for most of 2021 at the same time, and that's going to bring some balance and some growth and optimism in that area, And should lead to a positive rectification of some issues with people that work against you of ways in which you might undermine yourself and learning not to do that as much, as well as um, areas where you might see growth and expansion when it comes to dealing with your own mental health and mental health or physical health issues. So that's kind of a positive transit that's happening to counterbalance Saturn during the course of 2021. Let's see, other things I wanted to mention. Um, One of the things that happens right off the bat that opens 2021 is we have Mars moving out of and completing its very long six-month transit through the sign of Aries, which is your second house of finances and possessions. So Mars spent that long transiting through Aries in the second half of 2020 because Mars went retrograde in Aries during that time. So, that could have been a period that coincided with some setbacks or obstacles or even strife and difficulties with respect to your personal finances and possessions. But the good news is that that period is over right at the top of the year after the first week of January. So, I wanted to mention that as another thing that you're kind of leaving behind that was kind of a tumultuous part of your life in terms of 2020 and should start to clear up after the first week of January. So that's definitely something to look forward to. In terms of other transits I wanted to mention this year, Uranus is going through Taurus, which is your third house of communication, siblings, neighbors, travel, and communication and education, I should say. Um, And Uranus is going to form three exact squares with Saturn this year, which is going through your 12th house that I mentioned earlier. So, I wanted to mention that because it's kind of an area of tension between your third house of communication and your 12th house of enemies or self undoing. And that could be one of the primary areas of tension that you have to work out and deal with during the course of 2021. So, the first exact square between Saturn and Uranus is going to take place in mid February from Saturn at seven degrees of Aquarius to Uranus at seven degrees of Taurus then the second square will occur in mid-June from Saturn at 13 Aquarius to Uranus at 13 Taurus, and then finally the third and final exact square will occur in on December 24th from 11 Aquarius to 11 Taurus. So any of you that have fixed sign placements in your birth chart between 7 and 13 degrees of the fixed signs, those squares should be particularly relevant to you and could become major factors in terms of events and experiences that occur during the course of 2021 that mark the year in a significant way. Um, In terms of the tensions of Uranus in the third is like new, unexpected, somewhat disruptive experiences that are pushing for change in your life when it comes to communication, siblings, neighbors, your neighborhood, and even um, short-distance travel, And some sort of tension in that area between the 12th house topics that I mentioned earlier. So some of this may be heightened um, at different points during the course of 2021 when Mars starts moving through the fixed signs of Taurus, Leo, and Scorpio, and in those signs it's going to form hard aspects with Saturn and Uranus. So first in mid-January between the 13th and the 20th, Mars will square Saturn and conjoin Uranus and Taurus in your 3rd house of communication. Then in July, from the 1st through the 3rd, Mars will be transiting through Leo, which is your 6th house of work and health, and it will oppose Saturn and square Uranus. Then finally again, November 10th through the 17th, when Mars is moving through Scorpio, which is your ninth house of education and religion and um, foreign travel, and Mars will square Saturn and oppose Uranus at that time. So those may be Sort of like flashpoints where the Saturn Uranus square could get activated by this um, transitory trigger of Mars coming in and sometimes causing tension or indicating tension and even strife that needs to be addressed and dealt with. Um, that way it doesn't snowball into a much larger issue. So those are some of the main transits I meant to mention this year. Other things I wanted to mention are especially the eclipses which are taking place in the signs of Gemini and Sagittarius this year, which is your fourth house of home and family and living situation and your 10th house of your career and your public life. So here's uh, significations of the the houses, fourth house, parents, home, family, private life, opposite to 10th house, career, action, reputation, and public life. So this eclipse series, the first two eclipses occur in Sagittarius and Gemini in late May and early June. And this is uh, the, the lunar eclipse is in Sagittarius, which is your tenth house of career, and the solar eclipse is in Gemini, which is your fourth house of your home and living situation. My primary keywords for eclipses are great beginnings and great endings. So what that means for you is that there's going to be some great beginnings and great endings this year when it comes to your career, your overall life direction, as well as your your home and living situation, and your parents or your family and private life. So um, this is not necessarily new things, but it should be a continuation of some themes from 2020 when this Eclipse series began. So that goes as far back, essentially, as June of 2020, when there was a Uh, lunar eclipse in Sagittarius that was very uh, low-level lunar eclipse, but definitely by late 2020 when there was a uh, lunar eclipse in Gemini in your fourth house and then a solar eclipse on December 14th in your 10th house, that eclipse series really got going full blast. And I would expect there to have been some themes that were initiated in those areas of your life at that time that really carry over and gain steam as we go into this second quarter of 2021. So that's the first eclipse series. The second eclipse series takes place starting in November with a lunar eclipse in Taurus, which is your third house of communication. And then there's a final eclipse in Sagittarius on December 4th in your 10th house of career. So that's basically the end of the Sagittarius-Gemini eclipse series. Uh, there in December where whatever the changes are with respect to your career and your overall life direction, they should start to wrap up after that eclipse in December. But what starts happening is that the eclipses move to a new new pair of signs, which is Taurus and Scorpio, and that's your third house of communication and siblings and your ninth house of education and philosophy and foreign travel and interaction with foreign people and foreign cultures. So we only get the very beginning of that with one Taurus eclipse in November, but um, it's important because it means there's going to be some new beginnings when it comes to communication and siblings and travel for you that are going to open up over the course of the next year and become much more significant in 2020 or 2022 as we move into next year. But what'll happen is that you'll probably look back on that years from now, and you'll realize that some of those events and circumstances actually started heading in that direction already in late 2021, when this first lunar eclipse happened in the sign of Taurus. So um, one of the major themes that you'll get from that is um, learning new things and beginning to learn uh, have new educational pursuits, but also exposure to cultures that are different from your own and to people that have backgrounds that might be wildly different than your own, and then finding out how that changes the way that you communicate what you know to other people. So that first lunar eclipse is going to be the one that involves more changes in terms of communication, and that may accelerate some of the um, indications of Of changes and sudden disruptions in the way that you communicate—that I talked about earlier when I was mentioning Uranus going through Taurus and squaring Saturn at three different points during the course of this year—so the lunar eclipse in Taurus really accelerates that and puts the the spotlight on that even more, starting in November of 2021. All right, so those are the eclipses. The other thing, the last thing I wanted to mention that's major. Jupiter is actually going to ingress into Pisces in December of 2021 and therefore it's going to move into your first house. And normally this is a transit that I wouldn't really even mention for a year ahead forecast because it occurs um, very late in December, on December 28th of 2021, so that it's really more of a transit that's going to be in effect in the long term next year in 2022. However, the reason why I'm mentioning it now is because there's going to be a preview period starting way back in May of 2021 when Jupiter just barely dips into Pisces on the 13th of May, and then it uh, gives you this little preview period of what Jupiter in Pisces is going to be all about for a couple of months. So we see Jupiter station retrograde at the first degree of Pisces on June 20th, and then eventually it retrogrades out in um, And goes back into Aquarius at the end of July. So when Jupiter goes into Pisces, it's going into your first house, which is your house of mind and body and character and appearance. The first house is also the house of self. So Jupiter is the planet, it's actually a ruling planet, so it's the planet of growth and optimism and should indicate some growth and new developments and learning new things in that area. So There could be some positive developments with respect to your mind um, and developing new character traits or new ways of expressing what's on your mind that are positive. It could mean some positive um, developments with respect to your body. If there's been any um, negative things that you've been struggling with or dealing with with respect to bodily matters or matters pertaining to your appearance, Jupiter transits can sometimes help to heal or rectify those things and set them aright so that you find new options for sort of growth and improvement and development um self development and self improvement is a great keyword for jupiter going through the first house so i wanted to mention that cuz even though that transit is going to be more relevant for you in 2022 you're going to see some preview of what that's going to be all about between mid may and late july of this year so start paying attention to it and pay attention to any first house themes that come up in your life at that time even if they only seem temporary or transitory, because what will happen is that Jupiter will return to that sign in December and start a much more long-term transit through your first house, which should end up being much more significant than it may have seemed at first. All right, so I think that's it in terms of the main transits that I wanted to mention for your year-ahead forecast for the entire year of 2021. So thanks a lot for watching this forecast. Um, Good luck in 2021, and I'll see you again next year in December for the forecast for 2022. So thanks and good luck. Many of the images and calendars that were used in this episode are now available as posters on the astrologypodcast.com website. This includes our 2021 planetary alignments calendar, which shows all of the ingresses and retrogrades and lunations this year. The planetary movements calendar which shows how far through the signs of the zodiac each of the planets will get during the course of 2021, and also other posters that we have like our significations of the 12 houses poster so that you can personalize and understand how each of these transits relates to your own birth chart. We also recently released our 2021 Auspicious Elections Full Year Ahead Electional Astrology Report where Lisa Scheim and I went through each of the next 12 months, and we picked out one lucky date which would be good for launching new ventures and undertakings using the principles of electional astrology. So you can find out more about that report at chrisbrennanastrologer.com. Thanks to all the patrons that supported the production of this episode of the podcast through our page on Patreon. In particular thanks to the patrons on our producers tier, including Nate Craddock, Marin Altman, Thomas Miller, Catherine Conroy, Michelle Marillot, Christy Moe, Ariana Amore, Mandy Ray, Angelique Nambo, Sumo Kopik, and Nadia Habhab. For more information about how to become a patron or have your name listed in the credits, please visit patreon.com slash astrology Also, special thanks to our sponsors, including the Northwest Astrological Conference, which is happening online May 27th through the 31st, 2021. Find out more information at norwac.net. The Mountain Astrologer Magazine, Which you can find out more information about at mountainastrologer.com, the ISAR Astrology Conference happening August 18th through the 22nd, 2021, more information at isar2020.org, the Honeycomb Collective Personal Astrological Almanacs, which you can find out more information about at honeycomb.co, also the Portland School of Astrology, more information at portlandastrology.org, the Astrogold Astrology app available for both iPhone and Android, available at astrogold.io. And finally, the primary software program that we use on episodes of the Astrology Podcast is called Solar Fire Astrology Software, which is available at alabe.com, and you can get a 15% discount with the promo code AP15.